0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarell, and today I'm here with Christy, Brandon, and Sean, and we're going to discuss what's arguably the biggest moment of the year in gaming E3 2019. This year was the first in a while without the presence of Sony, and to me, it definitely showed. Uh, To kick things off, though, we're going to go over all the conferences and discuss the biggest and best announcements for each. Uh, But first, me, what did you guys think of E3 as a whole this year? Uh, Starting with Brandon, why not? Yeah, so E3
1: this year. It was a... You know... Uh, Going through the conferences, I was worried, uh, wondering how um, everything was going to go because, you know, like you said, Sony wasn't here. They're one of the big three. So it really fell onto the other two plus, you know, all the other third-party developers, how they're going to bring it. Some brought it and some did not. I felt like Nintendo really brought it, and we'll go more into that later. Square Enix took the spot that Sony normally has, and they earned that spot. They did really well, and again, we'll go over that one. But as far as the other conferences... I don't know. It certainly wasn't the worst E3 for a lot of them, but it certainly wasn't the best ones. I've seen better conferences from all of the ones involved. Uh, Microsoft was about the same as last year, for example. But that's about it. Pretty good E3. I had I had a lot of fun watching it.
2: Cool, cool. Uh, Chrissy, what about you? I mean, I it wasn't bad. I thought it would be terrible with Sony not being there, but it wasn't too, too bad. Xbox, I <laughs> think they finally found their footing and how they want their press conferences to to be like. And so I actually enjoyed watching a Microsoft press conference for once. Um, As for Nintendo, I'm in between either Square Enix or Nintendo as being my favorite press conferences. I think Nintendo, they had a lot to show. But then at the same time, um, Square Enix, they had this huge blowout of the Final Fantasy VII remake, which was amazing. So good. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Sean, what about you? Uh, well, I think we, we kind of went over this a little bit uh, when we did our, our Microsoft predictions in that uh, I, I kind of already knew this wasn't going to be like the most amazing E3. I mean, we're in between gens currently, you know, like this is the last E3 before we see all the PS5 stuff, all the Scarlet stuff, even probably something new from Nintendo pretty soon here. Um. So I kind of knew ahead of time, you know, and like you guys said, with Sony not being there. um, But real quick, something I just wanted to mention, I think the biggest issue is that a lot of bigger games that they were showing, like, for example, the Cyberpunk stuff, like, yeah, Keanu Reeves, cool. That's awesome. Why did you only show a gameplay preview to journalists and YouTubers? Mm.
1: Like, Mm -hmm.
3: why why is this not public? I I did hear
1: a few examples of that, actually, of of several games, not just Cyberpunk necessarily Mm -hmm. either.
3: They did it with uh, the Avengers, too, which is pretty... Probably the biggest uh, wrongdoer there because, you know, everybody saw it and they're like, this game looks like shit. And then every journalist behind the scenes who saw a little bit of the gameplay was like, this looks interesting. This looks like there's something there, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, why create this whole conversation around your game of like bad, you know, why, why do we see like 10 minutes of who's playing these characters instead of seeing what the game is actually like? Um, and that that was like the biggest problem at E3 for me.
0: I do think that seeing oh okay, well for me personally, seeing those 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 uh, voice actors got me super hyped because I actually am in love with
1: yo same. I love same. those
3: voice actors. I out
1: well,
0: that's,
3: for a that's moment. cool, but it, it shouldn't be you know in the place that gameplay should. You're be.
1: you're absolutely correct. You know, not instead so, like, of it should be in addition yeah. to. In addition to exactly, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree with, that. with that.
0: I agree. I I definitely think it, it had a place because it totally threw. I was really not caring about marvel avengers not gonna lie i didn't care and then i saw the cast and i was like oh my god i have to buy this game but i, I completely agree that we have to have something so speaking of that my my whole e3 experience i i kind of agree with you guys i think it was i don't think it was bad um but i think sean pretty much sums it up that we are in between consoles at this point and i think the most disappointing thing for me about this year's e3 is that Every game that I want to play seems to be coming out Q1 of next year, 2020. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to suck because... Get your wallet ready. <laughs> this exactly. was a 2020 E3. <laughs> yeah, yes. and I think to me that was probably the most disappointing because one of the things I love about uh, Bethesda, for example, is that a lot of times they'll just be like, oh yeah, and you can play this right now. or And sometimes even Nintendo's like, yeah, go download this game immediately. Um, and mm. this year it was just a lot of things we could look forward to as opposed to um, what I get to play throughout the rest of the year. Um, so I think that's probably just the most disappointing part. And also, um, as I was watching, I did make the comment that it it's very apparent that Sony is not here this year. And I yeah. think that was a, 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 also a really big disappointment just because no one, well, not no one, cause some people did but that caliber and that excitement that Sony brings with competition that they have towards Microsoft definitely was missing this year even you know Phil Spencer even For said sure. the right. same he thing Right he said it yeah, yeah it's like, was...
3: where's come on and where's Sony we missed yeah, them exactly so where's, um... where's our where's our schoolyard bully at <laughs>
0: <laughs> It was definitely a bit of a disappointment but um overall I think the the last the last couple of days were just like blowouts um with with uh, yeah, what I we got Uh, But now that I know, you know, a little bit of how everyone felt about everything, let's go over everything that happened and you guys tell me what you thought was best and, I guess, worst of each conference, starting with EA Play, uh, which happened the day before. It technically is not a part of E3, but um, let's talk about it anyway. Uh, So I'll keep the same order. Brandon, what did you think about EA Play, best and worst?
1: I like how they did it this year, actually, because it felt to me like they didn't really have a lot to, like, show to make, like, a full conference, so they didn't do a conference instead they kind of um, just did a bunch of, like, gameplay videos for, like, a few hours. I think that really worked out well for them. I think it, I think it was a smart idea. Like, if you don't got enough to a conference, don't waste people's time. Like, you just wish. if They basically did a Nintendo Treehouse for their EA games, and I think that was a good way to do go about it. But Jedi Fallen Order looks really good. I'm a huge Respawn fan, and they look like they're doing, like, stellar work with this game. Like, it feels like. It feels like they really thought about it, you know? Like a star so many Star Wars games are like, hey, let's be a Jedi, just slash away and they're just the lightsabers are basically sticks. This one is like, you know, they're actually getting slashed. You see them getting cut. Most Stormtroopers go down in one hit as a result, which how it should be. And then other ones will take like wounds and stuff like that. And then the force powers. It looks like a really cool Star Wars game, and that's pretty much the main thing that I was interested in. Um EA. Good conference. Well, not a conference, but you know, I like what they did.
0: <laughs> I won't be the guy who said that uh, Star Wars looked like it sucked. Um, I don't think Damn. it looked like it sucked. I just think it looked really slow and not—I don't know—for it to be like an action RPG, it just didn't catch my attention.
1: Uh, at that's all. the thing, too. Like, I, you know, I think good. there's I th- a
3: really th- good reason for that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, go ahead. What you got?
3: Uh, well, no, we can. I'll, I'll talk about that when we when we get to my turn. But I do think there's a good reason that people thought it looked worse than I think the game is actually going to be.
1: Okay. I had noticed this a lot when they were doing the gameplay. There's a lot more stealth than I thought. And honestly, I should have expected stealth, because based on where it's set in, it's set in between, you know, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, where the Jedi needed to kind of lay low. So it doesn't really make sense for you to go, like, it doesn't make sense for it to be like a Clone Wars-style game, or a battlefront type game, where you just go going guns a-blazing, or lightsabers are flashing or whatever. It makes more sense that you're kind of hiding and only fighting when you really need to, kind of like Metal Gear style in a way, because you need to kind of like stay in the, stay hidden and stuff like that, but...
4: Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, well Chrissy, what did you think about uh, EA Play?
2: I mean, I like that they adopted the Nintendo Treehouse live portion. For their conference just because they didn't have that many games to show off it meant that they can really focus on each individual games that they want to show off which I think in the end fans I feel like if I were a fan of this of any of the games that they showed off it was more beneficial but other than that I really don't play a ton of EA games but after seeing um Star Wars what was it Jedi Fallen Order it does look good and I It may be the first Star Wars game I pre order, but other than that, there's other than that, I mean, (laughs) I'm like, it's EA. It may be the first Star Wars game I pre order since I think I haven't really played any Star Wars games, but it looks interesting. I like the stealth aspect of the game, and so it looks good. So we'll just wait and see.
0: All right. um, I'm going to go before you, Sean, because I know you have uh, thoughts. (laughs) Oh, you're Uh, good, dude. EA play for me, I think it, it was a really honestly, I think it was a really nice way to start the weekend of E three. I agree. I agree. It was a nice little appetizer, I feel. I, I complete. I was like, Oh, this is really this is cute. Like and I and I also I agree with Chrissy, I think it was very smart to give us, you know, gameplay of a lot of things that we're gonna be seeing. Uh, which I think they're one of the few conferences that actually did that this year. Even though it's games that we already have. So, you know, they went over stuff for like Apex and uh, the Sims Four, which I was super excited about, even though like I shouldn't be because the Sims has just been a money grubbing wallet nonsense for a while. Um <laughs> <I> don't <but laughs> It's don't. It's it's a waste of your money. Um, I... nothing beats Animal, Car- Animal Crossing is right there. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I thought it was a really nice way to open up E3. I completely understand why they weren't at the conference, but based on some other conferences, I feel like they might as well have been. But overall, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, there was nothing crazy special about it. So good. It was good for people who play um, Uh, FIFA. No, it wasn't even surprisingly. Those those <laughs> portions were actually uh, shorter than I thought they would be. The FIFA and Madden ones weren't. You mean Apex? No, uh, Battlefield. Why did I play Kobe? Oh, yeah. oh! Lots of really pretty Battlefield maps. I don't play Battlefield, but I was like, oh, this looks great.
3: That game does look really good it, graphically.
0: It looked beautiful. I was like, damn, this makes me kind of want to play Battlefield. And um, uh, uh re- revealing your new Apex legend, um hero in that e3 presentation uh, i thought was a great idea bringing over all the new things for apex with how popular it was and then ending with nice wholesome little sims i thought it was really really cute um but that's that was it for me what about you sean uh
3: I, i mean i'm basically on the same page here i mean it was it was fine um and we talked about this again back when we were doing our microsoft predictions that i in general don't understand why more companies don't just do this i mean what What is the point at this point for ea to try and rent space at e3 when they can just the day before do their own thing you know basically for free and just show show off their games um the one mistake i think they made uh, which is what i was alluding to earlier was with star wars i didn't think that it looked bad but i think they chose you know sometimes the these companies seem to do the wrong thing right like they're either they're either showing us gameplay and not talking at all, or they're talking too much and not showing us gameplay. And I think uh, I went over, in the, the day that that came out, I read the big write-up they had on Game Informer, because Game Informer is doing their month-of thing they always do, and they're doing it with Fallen Order. Um, that write-up makes the game sound incredible. And all the stuff that they talked about in that write-up, they didn't mention any of it when they showed this trailer. So how, how is any random person watching this trailer to know that like there's a parry button? Or that there's uh, like a posture meter that you use for force and for parries and for, you know, kind of different combat abilities. How are they supposed to know that there's multiple open hub worlds, that the game is going to function like uh, the most recent God of War or like a Metroid Prime almost where you can revisit levels levels later? People don't know that there's cosmetic items in the game. As you go through, you can change your lightsaber hilt. You can change the saber color. You can... yep you can change the the little robot that you have these are all like interesting little details that is interesting i didn't
1: know any of that what the hell
3: right exactly exactly they didn't tell people any of that stuff so it's like you're watching this kind of methodical gameplay and people are like well this is boring you're smashing square and it's like well they're they're not though you know if i think it would have benefited a lot from somebody being there saying hey this is how the game is going to function the whole game is not these like you know, uh, corridors where you swing across vines and, and you know, do that, that video game thing where they're like pressed between two walls and the camera wow. zooms in all close, wow. you know. Um, shocked, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they didn't take the time to differentiate any of that for people. So I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, this looks like another trashy kind of action game
0: honestly not nah, I still even after you saw all that I, the gameplay that they showed was still not um because I agree with you I think if they if they I think they should have mentioned all of that I'm disappointed that they didn't um but I mean even showing that especially with if I'm not mistaken they started with Star Wars uh, Jedi fallen order so like, yeah yeah showing us that would have made such a difference um, in uh, the uh, gameplay did
3: you see that actually after that conference they ended up uploading more footage of the combat with someone who was more skilled at it no oh, yeah. no i didn't know that either yeah they did and it looked much better it, it looks a lot more fluid it looks more interesting it looks like the the enemies actually had some kind of an interesting ai like they they just didn't pick the best portion to show in my opinion
0: and mm-hmm. it's crazy because that isn't the only place that we saw that and this is the best segue because we also saw star wars jedi fallen order at uh press conference
1: Ooh, 10 out of 10 segue mm-hmm. Keep it going.
0: <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> and even there, we didn't get—we didn't get any. I didn't see any of the things that you're talking about. So I think um, that's so strange to put that game in such a, a such a weird position to not show off some of your biggest assets, like uh, changeable uh, lightsaber stuff, like you said. Like, come on, what are y'all doing right. over there?
2: I wonder if they're just hoping that the fan base will just eat it up in the end. I mean, I think so far a lot
0: of them have um I think a lot of people are excited about it um,
2: just
3: it's star wars it's it's going to sell regardless yeah i yeah. mean you know yeah. cuz the thing is most people most people who go out and buy an actual video game don't spend a whole lot of time poring over trailers they just look at something and say hey it that looks pretty fun and then they go and buy
1: that's it true. that's true that's true that's that's
3: you know there's not going to be a ton of people who are sitting there reading like you know the intricate details of how the combat works and how long the game is and whether there's DLC or or it's a games-as-a-service junk or whatever, they just buy games and play them and then they move on.
0: And that was um, uh, another thing that you just reminded me of that I wanted to talk about really quickly, is, super quickly because it's just a sentence, which is that EA didn't discuss uh, anything about...
2: Their streaming service. Yeah. Um, there was was nothing
0: about that. And that was everywhere at E3 this year. (laughs) Um, they didn't discuss anything about that. They didn't, um, they didn't really delve into like no microtransactions on Star Wars or anything either. Like there wasn't very much in comparison to like Bethesda when we get there, there wasn't very much like, so we know we fucked up and here's, um, here's what we're doing going forward. Oh, I have a
3: lot of opinions on that. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait, I can't okay. wait,
0: so then let me move on first to Microsoft to Brandon, what' you think best parts, worst parts uh what, 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 tell me,
1: yeah, so, like I alluded to earlier, Microsoft's conference this year it's comparable to last year's because we i we had talked about this a little bit last last year that um Microsoft's conference was they they went through a lot of games. There was a lot of exciting games. We were quite excited to see all these games. But we came out of it as basically saying that well, you know, Microsoft's not really uh, focusing so much on um, I guess first party stuff for its platform anywhere, because now they're doing both of that in PC. And then there's also showing a lot of premiere trailers for third party games. So you watch the tra- you watch the um, Xbox I mean Microsoft conference and you're like wow look at all these great games that I can enjoy on other systems. <laughs> but like. Maybe even less so because they went, they ended it with the new system, and I'll get to that in a second. As far as what stood out to me, I'm just gonna mention the the, the two that like really stood out to me. Like the one, the first one is Dragon Ball Z Action RPG, which now has an official name as Dragon Ball Z
3: Kakarot. Um, that I game actually ex- looks amazing. Oh my really, god!
0: Can I ask it, you really quick? Sorry, I, sure. I know you I'm, I'm interrupting me? you, but both of you, why does that game look so good to you guys? It literally looks like it's gonna be the same 2D fighting style that um all ah, the other Dragon Ball ah, games have. Darrell,
1: I'm actually well. For, it. one, for
3: first off, it's 3D, open worlds. <sighs>
0: You're right. Did you sorry. watch any actual gameplay of it? Yes, no, I did. I'm sorry. What I mean <laughs> is, I okay. should not have said 2D. My fault. Uh, what I mean is that it's the same type of fighting style that we have in in all the other Dragon Ball Z games, and it's supposed to be an action RPG. This looks like the 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 last couple of Dragon Ball Z games. I'm not excited. Go
1: ahead. Okay. So so I can I tend I actually agree a little bit. This is this game I feel suffers a lot from the same problems that Sean just mentioned that Jedi Fallen Order did the game, the gameplay trailer that they had showed at Microsoft made it look just like Xenoverse. And I was like, uh, huh? Mm-mm. Okay. Cause like, yes. I know there's an action RPG and I was excited. It's like, but then if you go and see more gameplay of it, then you see it is more of an RPG and it's like, Oh, okay. There we go. There's these RPG, RPG elements. I was looking for in my action RPG, but yeah, it's the same problem. None of that was like on the stage. They just, here's this quick trailer. It's Here's all these cinematic moments from the show that you remember so well that uh, arguably some not, not a lot of people are excited about anymore because we've seen these moments so many times in other DBZ games, but it's about the gameplay for this thing. So that's really what's going to be decided whether this is great or not. But when you actually see the actual RPG elements, it's a little more promising, but I definitely do need to see more. I'm, I'm excited of it just because, you know, DBZ fan, so I'm going to keep an eye on it, but we'll see what happens with that um
3: i think uh, the hub worlds that? look really cool i think Just they do too doing other qu- other quests while you're like on your way to save gohan and fight raditz like uh, saw, uh, the fact that you can use nimbus or fly yourself like all of that all those little details are awesome for a dragon ball fan
1: oh yeah for sure and i like that there was like even like a little side quest i don't know if it was a side quest or like a secondary main quest where goku even encounters Aider from the dragon ball series i thought that was cool as well yep
3: that was awesome and you can fish with your tail Oh my God! You can oh, fish I missed that tail. one. You can fish That's so tail. awesome. Oh man,
1: they're doing the RPG tropes with the fishing. But anyway, moving uh-huh. along. <laughs> I'm not personally invested in it yet, but I think it's super sick that Fantasy Star Online is finally coming to the West. I have no people that seven have been years, t- years t- later. <laughs> yeah, I know people that have been taking bets that that game was never going to get localized ever, and it's finally happening. It's crazy, but it's it's finally happening. <laughs>
3: Let me ask you: Do you do you think that they purposely like didn't show any of the game itself to try and like generate hype to people who didn't know what it was? You know, because I mean, if you if you've um, seen the game, it does look a little dated as far as the the gameplay itself goes.
1: You're not wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an MMO style like uh, game, and it's and it's. And like you said, it's been out for seven years, and they just now bringing it. Yeah, no, I think I think they're really more coasting on the fact that hey, this game has never come out yet, ever. Now we can finally right. play it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't 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 worry about how it plays. Don't worry about. How it looks. We didn't
3: get it. Yeah, don't we go, don't go on YouTube, guys. It's Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: No. Play the game now.
0: Something that they didn't mention, obviously, is that it's also coming to PS4.
3: <laughs> you know, so, I saw it. Oh, really? I didn't even catch that.
0: Yeah, it's in the trailer. It, <laughs> it is funny. also coming to PS4, which I was like, "This is wild!" That <laughs> people are so excited for this on Microsoft, and uh, it reminded me of what we were talking about. Like, it, people see it at the Microsoft press conference, and then it looked like it was only coming wait, wait, to Microsoft.
3: Wait, wait. I thought that, too. that they, they were the that. ones that provided the funding for the localization. Right. that's
1: what they said, yeah. or or, that, or implied that, or implied that that was the case at the very least.
3: So that's
0: not true i'm not sure all. they did but um if i'm not mistaken the when i watch that trailer i'm gonna watch it right now just to be sure that i'm not talking <laughs> bullshit but at the end of that trailer i'm pretty sure it said it's also coming to ps4 but go ahead continue interesting um interesting.
1: yeah so that so that was um fanny star online too just you know cool that it's coming out maybe i'll check it out maybe i won't we'll see what happens when it you know finally releases so i guess the last thing i'll talk about as far as the conference is for other conferences you know they ended it talking about scarlet um oh. <laughs> I'm quite mixed about I'm quite mixed about it. Nothing they I mean cool. It's a, it's a really powerful system. Nice, you know, every new console is a really powerful system at the time. Um those are some nice specs that they were touting, but we never actually saw the box and I guess we wouldn't since it's still in the codename phase at the moment, but you know, I don't know. It's a nice little hint that, hey, this is coming soon. Is we're gonna You're going to have it by next year, which means by next E3, we'll just get a full blow out of it. I'm going to say that half the conference will be dedicated to the box.
3: But I don't do know. You, uh, let, let me ask you, do you think that the region, it still has a codename? is because they're just struggling like hell to figure out what to call the damn thing?
1: Oh, I didn't even consider. I didn't <laughs> oh. even consider I didn't even consider that. But considering the woes that came since day one of Xbox One and the Xbox One X and the yep. Xbox and the Xbox <laughs> One S, sad. Yes. That's so yes. sad. C- considering that they have been on a roll with the bad names for the Xbox in this generation, yeah, maybe they want to take some time to really think about that. And by the, all means, take as much time as you need. Let have a good name, please. I mean, the yeah,
2: worst please. they can do is Xbox One Two. Oh no. That would be
1: funny. No, do That's that. Great. Like, uh, hold on. I'm gonna call Phil Spencer. No, I'm gonna tweet Phil Spencer right now at Phil
0: Spencer, Xbox One Two. Um, okay. So really quick, okay. I'm reading this this article on Gamespot right now, and it says, um, Phil Spencer has confirmed that the game will arrive on other platforms, although whether that means PS4 and Nintendo oh, Switch or something else okay. remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. And the localization for the trailer happened. Um, It's making its way to North America. He couldn't confirm whether the game will appear in other regions like Europe or in the Middle East uh, because of everything with Sega. And there's no specification on what all platforms means right now um, based on this article. I don't know how old this article is. It's just the first one I found. But um, I at least know that it is not an Xbox exclusive. And that's cool, what I was man. talking about when we had that Microsoft conversation, because they made this seem like it was only coming to Xbox, and that was
1: it. It absolutely it
3: felt that way. I can't true. wait to
1: play Fantasy Online 2 on my Nintendo Wii. <laughs> 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 oh, and we'll, get, and we'll get there, too. We'll get there.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so eventually we'll end up on all platforms, or well, whatever that means, it'll end up on all platforms, so. Yeah, okay. Um, but Christy, how did you feel about Microsoft?
2: I mean, I feel like that they finally found their footing and how they want their press conference, to, their press conferences to be set up, which I really like. That it's just mostly all about the games, except most of the games that they are releasing is for is slated for 2020. So it's it was like, what games can I buy for 2019, or should I just wait until 2020 and just it, what
3: What about the Forza Forza Legos, dude?
0: Oh my God! Don't <laughs> yeah, even get sure. me started.
2: That's that's <laughs> yeah. on
0: I was so annoyed with that. <laughs> it's
3: like, and I know that I shouldn't Girl, Sean, be, but I was talked so about
1: annoying. that. How the Microsoft conference was for sure going to have the Forza car porn because it's not a Microsoft conference without it. But then they did the swerve, no pun intended, with the Legos in there, too. Yep. Lego
0: car. <laughs> that was so- stupid <laughs> like i was so mad when I was <laughs> one. i'm not even gonna lie i was like this is why is this a thing who is this for and then i was talking shit about it and one of my friends was like oh that's awesome i was like oh it's for people like you okay like I just, <laughs> yes sir, it's so for the people that say everything is stupid. awesome uh, did you have any other thoughts
2: christy before? i i was honestly surprised that they announced tales of arise at the xbox conference mm-hmm.
0: that, that was, was really true cool.
2: i mean it where does. else would they do it I mean, they could have just dropped a trailer on YouTube.
0: <laughs> nah,
2: you gotta get there. Tales game after after
1: after the after that Tales of Vesperia, um last year, they got got a lot of um, praise. That's true too. It got Tales. Tales has more clout now. Like, is it is definitely it's definitely a series that's been steadily climbing up into like the public eye.
2: But oh, I was really true. surprised that they didn't talk about the X Cloud streaming service. Ah, uh, yeah, not very much. Yeah, they it just like, like name a dropped a it, and that was or two it. About it.
0: I, I, was, and I was actually really intrigued by it because, you know, they were talking about how you can, you know, play anywhere. Like, I can go to a friend's house and pick up my save file and continue playing or something. I Like, I'm not even sure exactly what they said. It was so quick. I don't know.
2: I mean, like, after the Stadia blowout that we had a couple days before E3, I was hoping that we would hear more about, about yeah. the xCloud just because it was their time to shine. Sony wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, take the time.
0: I, um... So, my my thoughts for Xbox, I think something that surprised me was their acquisition of Double Fine Games. I was like, oh shit, okay. That was shocking. Yeah, that Um, was shocking. I I think that they're still doing a good job at, at getting these developers. I think they're not doing what they need to with them, because, what was that, 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 uh that 4v4 game from Ninja Theory. Um, can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, let me look it oh,
1: up real quick. Um, Continue. That was uh, Bleeding Edge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So,
0: cool. um, Rodrigo wrote an article about Bleeding Edge, and in his article, and it literally made me laugh because I thought that's exactly how I feel. In his article, he literally said that Ninja Theory makes such great, um, you know, first-party games, like uh, uh, first-person games that are full of story and intrigue. And... Um, <laughs> Is, this, is it the best idea for them to be using all their Xbox resources on another uh, 4v4 type title when we have so many out? I
3: have a, I have a quick response to that, though, in that uh, it's a smaller part of their team that are making this game. And it was uh, 100% their decision to make it. It didn't have anything to do with Microsoft. so that's that's there could very well be other titles they're developing
0: yeah i I know they did say that they wanted to branch out of that and try new things anyway i just thought that was really interesting what he said and um i just i just wish that you know i i know we got that from ninja theory and i know we got psychonauts 2 from double fine i literally off the top of my head cannot tell you anything else we got from any of the other studios they acquired that is noteworthy of anything to me, personally.
3: Oh, from studios they acquired? I can't think of any either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes.
0: I was yeah. just very mm. disappointed because last year we were told that we were getting all of these. And that was something that I said I was looking forward to. Like, okay, what, are, what are they bringing? And True. I can't even tell you right now. Aside from um, Psychonauts 2, which they just announced that Double Fine, they just got Double Fine. And, you know, Bleeding right. Edge from um, Ninja Theory. What, about,
3: what about that it? other game, uh, the 12-something, 12, 12 where the, the 12 guys minutes. like reliving the same day? Yeah. Was that from like one that of their acquired minutes. developers?
1: twelve minutes, yep, twelve minutes that I don't remember
3: was that one of the developers they acquired or what I can't remember
1: I don't remember the dev uh, but twelve minutes did look twelve minutes did look actually pretty good as far as like the um lower budget titles like it had an interesting premise to it. I want to keep an eye on that one as well.
2: Mm-hmm. I wonder if the studio said oh that's a oh, c- it's, it's a singular indie. developer yeah
1: okay. it's an, oh. yeah,
0: so not even. Okay. Um so yeah, I was disappointed that we didn't get that. Um I was excited for all the games, but um once again like Christy said all of them were for next year and I was like, "Oh my god, great." Like I don't know what I'm going to be playing for the end of this year, honestly. Like I don't know because everything aside from Nintendo stuff, everything is next year. So that wasn't exciting. Forza was stupid. Um <laughs> like, I was just really upset by it. Gears uh that Gears um multiplayer thing kind of enticed me but I was like I don't know if I'm gonna get on my Xbox One to play it um, Crossfire I didn't care about there was a bunch of stuff there. I was happy they got a lot of games a bunch of stuff I didn't care about I love Borderlands I'm not gonna play the the free DLC that came out because I'm not gonna jump back into it I'm just waiting on Borderlands 3 at this point they didn't give me enough Borderlands on...
3: 3 looks incredible though it, it looks, looks great that, as yes. someone who doesn't play those games they, so that excited. game looks amazing
0: um, they didn't give me enough on cloud streaming like Christy said um, Project Scarlet Oh, my God. I was so annoyed with this, too. Because I was like, what was the purpose of telling us what we already... Basically, what we already know. Because all they did was on there. They didn't give us... Yeah, actually. Like... Oh, literally everything I heard, I was like, "Oh, so this is the this is the PS5." Like all you're telling me is that you've made a PS5 and you have no name for it. Um, you're oh, showing man. me uh, internal things because you have no images for it because you have nothing prepared for it. You're just telling me because Sony told me already. And sure. uh, I wish that
2: they wouldn't announce it. I mean, it's coming out next
3: holiday, so
2: like, like they they could have held off. I don't know when they were. Yeah, will but, have, but that's, I...
3: that's why they did it, though, guys. It was to get ahead of all the leaks, because it leaked.
2: That... Uh, it all leaked
3: months ago. That was, that's why they did that. That's to true. be like, have... hey, at least we get to tell people who don't read re- you know Reset Era forums sure, that, but... hey, our new console is coming. Oh,
1: man,
0: okay, leaks. well, you know what? Look at what Sony did. They put it in an article. If you, All you're going to do is that, just put it in a fucking article. <laughs> <laughs> don't make a big spectacle out of nothing, because that's exactly what they did, and that was really annoying.
2: What do you think that. Going back on the Acquired Studios, do you think that the Acquired Studios, they're working on some games for Project Scarlet?
0: I'm sure. And that's the reason why we haven't heard anything? That has to be it, because, yeah. But, I mean, that can also still be a uh, uh, double release on, you know, uh, Xbox One and Project Scarlet. Oh, that's boy, I'm not,
1: I'm not looking forward to do it for, like, another three years of that, where, like, we have, we have we're, we're going to be getting, like, games for the three years that will not take full advantage of the new console because they're also trying to make sure it also functions on the older one. That's, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to. I'm well, okay that. So let, for about let me here, ask you
3: guys per- a question, then. Uh, What's up? Because I, I had a big conversation about this with a, a friend of mine the other day.
1: Yeah.
3: How, how are, are Sony or Microsoft going to tackle this when their consoles are completely backwards? Um, and the reason for that is, like, you know, looking back at when the uh, the Xbox One and the PS4 launched, GTA V was, like, the first big crossover, mm-hmm. right? If you yeah. had an older console, you could buy that version. If you had a newer console, you could buy that version. Mm-hmm. With the upcoming gen, the only, the only real benefit that you'll see is, like, hey, this game will perform better on it. Yeah. So, do they really have a reason from, like, a Sony standpoint, for example, to make, like, a PS4 version of The Last of Us 2 and then a PS5 version? Yes. Or do they just... Or do they just put the PS4 version on and then do, like, downloadable texture packs or higher frame rate packs or no. what happened?
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even no. think about that. But, like, go ahead, Drew,
3: mean,
0: I mean, I just say that because... Like, for example, The Last of Us is huge. We always yes. get it at the end of, you know, that that gaming cycles. Um. That's very
1: true. Last of Us 1 was the swan song for the PS3, for sure.
0: And it always sells so well. And they know that people are going to buy it twice. If you, if you want to play it as soon as it comes out, you're going to buy it on your PS4. If you're going to wait for the PS5, um, you're going to try to avoid spoilers to wait for the PS5, or you're going to repurchase it on the PS5 to play whatever multiplayer they have coming out. I think they already know that games like that are going to get... Double purchases. Now, um, I think for PlayStation that works for for Microsoft. I have no idea because that was an- another thing I wanted to bring up that that I did like that they announced was the um, Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, uh, mm-hmm. which was the Game Pass with Xbox Live and the Game Pass for PC. And I was like, oh my god, all for fifteen dollars a month. This is a wonderful. This is a great service. Uh, fifteen dollars a month to get uh, like, Live and Game Pass and PC Game Pass. Why the fuck do I need an Xbox though? Like at this right. point, I don't even need the Xbox I have. I have no idea why I'd play buy Project Scarlet, um, but I think uh, Sony does have the first party
3: titles two more,
0: especially with That's,
3: like that. Just seems like really bad press for them though. Like that they, everyone in the world is going to destroy them if mm-hmm. within four months of each other you can buy a new version of a game on the PS5 when it already runs the PS4 version. Out of well, the box, I mean, yeah. Something like yeah.
0: Final Fantasy 7 remake is already confirmed to be able to work on PS5. Am I going to play? Well, every game PS5? will work on the PS5. Yeah, uh, I know, but like, like that, that, like PS4 that games will like run better for uh, to work best on. Well, I shouldn't say work best on. I'm, I'm. Let me not say that. But it's being developed with the knowledge that it will work on PS5. And yes, everything is supposed to. But um, my imagining an understanding of playing ff7 remake on ps5 makes me want to go buy it for ps5 it's like the it's like the debate about do we do you play cyberpunk 2077 as soon as it comes out or do you wait to play it on the next gen console at uh, looking its best you know
3: yeah how is that a debate what do you that's, mean is that really that's really a it's thing really a people thing. would debate yes. that Yes. Debate waiting eight months for a game because it'll have slightly higher textures? Like, come on. I
2: mean, I have a friend who's been <laughs> waiting for Red Dead Redemption 2 to come out on PC.
1: That's true. A lot of, uh, like, the P- the PC gamer, the PC gaming, especially the PC gamers, will wait as long as they need to because they cannot go anything but the but the best for their games. So they will That's wait.
3: different, though. For- if, you're, if you're, like, a hardcore-only PC player... Sure, that's and that a makes sense than too. Just being True. like, I'll wait two years to play a game just because I want it to have like a slightly better frame rate on my beast of a PC.
0: If I the buy different... an Xbox One X, hell yeah, I'm waiting for the best version of that game because I just paid five hundred dollars for this shit.
1: And that's beca- but that's because you have it in that, in that instance. I guess I guess it depends on like what you're what you're intending on like getting as far as like consoles. Like if you know you're already getting the. Um, next-generation console, and you know for a fact that the said game is going to come out next generation, then maybe you will wait just because you already know. But, like, for example, this is a very, very, very small percentage of people. But I know there's some, some people that brought Breath of the Wild on Wii U because they weren't sure if they were going to get a Nintendo Switch, and they already paid all that money for the Wii U, only for not to be supported. It's like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to get this for Wii U. I'm going to get one last game out of this thing before it goes away. And, you know... It's just, it's just, yeah.
0: I also think you know, it's it's going to be an eventuality, isn't it? For some people,
1: but not for everyone, I guess. Like, I don't know. We're we're to be fair, we have a kind of a narrow look on this because we're the kind of people who, like, if we're interested in like a console, we will get them eventually. Like, we're not gonna like yeah. ignore it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there who um, can only afford like one system, maybe a decade, and then they'll they'll just have to ride or die. It's a good thing that consoles usually have at least a five-year shelf life because otherwise some people would be morally screwed. But.
0: but I mean, I also think that that is a reason to go buy the PS5, for example, because I know that it's going to be backwards compatible. And I do want the biggest, nicest, best thing. And I do want to future-proof myself, and I will be able to finish my backlog on my brand new console.
3: So, you would, but would you wait a seven month period to buy a game for your current console just to play it on the new one?
0: um, Well, it depends. If I'm working through a backlog, which I already have, and I know that I want to play this game at like its best quality on the newest system, probably as long as I can avoid spoilers, yeah.
1: Well, but I think the point that Sean was trying to make, Jarrell, is like, it depends on like how much you really want to play that game. like are it's not so much of like avoiding spoilers like that if you're willing to do that, are you willing to like wait like for like a game that you really care about?
3: If so yeah, that's that's exactly what I meant. Like if cyberpunk ends up being the best game of this generation, I wouldn't want to wait an extra period of time to play that just because it'll be slightly better mm-hmm. on a new console in seven months. And now, the point that Jerrell made where like if you have a huge backlog and you just don't care. Then that makes sense. Sure, but I agree. I, I agree I, with that one. I'm saying. just different than that, I guess. Like when something comes out, I I, I have FOMO. I gotta play it right then. Why can't it it's just you on the game. It?
0: Why yeah. can't you start it on one and finish it on the other? Like let's say so, well, I, let's I would even, never I, take
3: that long. Not me personally. I guess someone else it, could. I would same, but
0: but but also I, I just or I, if you I wish like there were more games that support that. Why can't you just replay it on another on the on the newest console? I would totally. Well, that's that's what
3: that's that's where our whole argument started. That's why I was saying like you could why. Why would, they, why would developers even make a new disc in a new box for uh, Cyberpunk on PS5 when you can just put your whole disc in? You know, it's going to be really hard, I think, for Sony or Microsoft or anybody else to try and sell somebody, especially anybody like us who's consumer savvy, you know, to be like, hey, we're not going to release any downloadable patches, which would make sense. We're just going to make you buy sure. a new disc yeah. for the same game.
0: Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, that was how I felt about Microsoft. Um, Sean, really quick, what did you think?
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> I got a little derail. Um Microsoft was fine. It, it was the same as, as it's always been. Kind of like yeah. Christy said. Like they, they kind of they know what they're doing now. I don't think their conference was bad or anything. It, it yeah. was, well, yeah, I guess it was. It was pretty bad. I but, mean, I felt like uh, it was the
2: same like last year, where it's like, look at all these games I can play on a PS4. Yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because yeah, like, the, the thing I was most excited about was Elden Ring. Like, God, what a what a God-tier CGI trailer that was, man. That's all it and, is, uh, though. <laughs> I, yeah, and I was a little irritated by that, but it's it's kind of like I, I know this company. I've played all their games. I have 100% faith in them. They're one of the few. So getting a lore trailer teaser was fine for me. Um, there was a lot of little lore to unpack in a minute and a half or however long it was. Uh, so that was cool. Um, if you if you guys remember when we were talking about Microsoft, you asked us at the end like, okay, how does how does Microsoft like win E3 or how do they do well at their conference? And I was like, at the end of the of the conference, you you show Halo Infinite running on the new Xbox, and you show me like multiplayer <laughs> you did or something, say that. And, mm-hmm. and they they did part of it yeah i was, I was like I was, I was like getting there i was getting i was simmering a little bit i was like oh there's scar oh there's halo i was like okay 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 and then they're just like have a good night guys i was like you son of a bitch are you serious <laughs> like really like i care about this dumb cgi that you know just so master chief can be like no we fight so close. like oh my god like and, and again like we talked about earlier that's like a a big problem in e3 in general this year it's just like look at these cgi trailers guys like aren't these great you know, like, I well, these specs don't mean anything to me if I don't know what Halo's going to look like playing on it. And It's probably because they, like you said, they don't have a functioning box yet, or they're not willing to show people dev kits or whatever.
0: And um, most of I think Microsoft, to me, was good but boring, and I'm actually bored with their press conferences. Not the games that they're showing off, um, actually yes, some of the even some of the games they're showing off were kind of boring. Um, so I think they need to really focus on not having 60 games, well I guess yes, because you know, everybody has different tastes in games, but really just giving us quality things that were... That I still don't know what was shown that I can't go play somewhere else. <laughs>
3: And yeah, that that definitely happens. was a problem. I mean, and you guys mentioned too with like the Game Pass, like that's really cool. I think it's a great idea, and it's something I wish Nintendo would do. By God, for their their virtual console, it just it's like money on the table. Yeah, you know, that they're not doing anything with. But um, I think you know, again, like you guys mentioned, it's it's a bigger issue of. How are who is all this stuff for? It's the same yeah. thing with like Google Stadia, right? Like who yeah. are they were they targeting? The same thing with the the Game Pass. Like how are all of these companies going to get everyone's money, and you know, still make money off of console sales, and uh, still make money off of their Game Pass, and then still make money off of their X Cloud service? And Stadia wants to make money, and you know, PS Now wants to make money, yeah. and. You know, there's, there's all these different services competing now. And it's like the, the nomenclature around them even is so confusing that half the time when I'm sitting here reading endless articles about Ugh. it, I still don't understand, yep. like, what I'm supposed to be doing or, or what I'm supposed to be thinking is, like, the benefit of these programs, yeah.
0: you know. I 100% agree with everything you said. Um, so next up was Bethesda. And let's do same order. Brandon, standouts for Bethesda.
1: Standouts for Bethesda. Hmm. That's tough to say. This is another um, conference that I don't know if it should have even necessarily been a conference. This this is this, this is this is the, the conference. This is the conference that I watched and was like, they kind of sh- probably should have done the same thing they did that EA Play did. And like I'm, I, I wonder how many conferences I'm going to like start thinking about that now. Like if I'll go into it, I wonder if it they should just have just shown gameplay. But
3: regardless, Girl, what do you mean you you weren't all into the what? Oh my god, what what stupid thing did they say? They were like, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah, we we made a battle royale. In <laughs> yeah, seventy six. The paid audience was like, Whoa.
1: oh my god, Hate audience. Oh my god, <laughs> the fact that th- that they went in and talked about Fallout seventy six and there was cheers. I think gives a lot of validity to the paid our audience argument. Uh, like, like the fact that I could, I could believe split, like I could believe half booze and half. Yeah, but nothing, but yeah, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was a little overwhelming, right? They they, they had more cheers than, like, FF7 Remake. It was ridiculous.
0: And I think the most ridiculous... I know I'm cutting into your section really quick, Brandon, but I think the most... And this is actually all I have to say is that um, there was only two good things about Bethesda. One of them was um, Ghostwire Tokyo, just because... Just because... That woman is, like, the best E3 presenter in the world ever, and I love her so much. Um, She's just amazing. That was great. And then I I remember, Sean, I was just talking mad shit about everything that they showed for Elder (laughs) Scrolls. But um, I I specifically remember when they were talking about uh, Fallout 76, and they were like, we have the nicest community ever. And I was like, bitch, you fucking liars. Like, you (laughs) I literally just read an article like a few months ago about this, this, these guys who were getting griefed on that fucking game so horribly and it was on Kotaku and it was everywhere. Like, you're fucking lying and then you have these people cheering their stupid asses off and this <laughs> meme cheering bullshit. Like, I'm so over <laughs> everything Bethesda has to do after that. Their only saving grace was Ghostwire Tokyo. Fuck Bethesda and I'm done. Finished, Brandon. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty much what I was going to say.
1: That, all that really interested me personally was Ghostwire Tokyo because that presentation was fantastic. The game looks dope. Um, Doom Eternal, if you like Doom, I don't personally care about Doom. That's all I got for Bethesda. It just wasn't enough for me. That's it.
2: <laughs> Chrissy, what about you? <laughs> I, I feel like Jarrell just summed up everything <laughs> 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 except for like Death Loop. It looked interesting.
0: They also had that mobile game, right, uh, Bethesda? What
2: was that? Commander game? Yes. Oh yeah. That ca- oh yeah. That. <laughs> that looks that funny,
0: odd. <laughs> but. Uh... Whatever. Sean. what about you? <laughs> okay.
3: okay. Um, well, in contrast to what Brandon said, I fucking love Doom. Doom 2016 was unbelievably awesome, and I think Eternal looked incredible, but uh, Bethesda doesn't really have much to do with that. You know, it's a good developer. That's, that's the bottom line there. Um, that game's going to be good. Ghostwire Tokyo looked really cool. Another really talented development staff, so I'm sure that game is going to be really interesting um the fallout 76 stuff man I, I i'm sorry they don't get any credit from me for being like yeah we messed up a little bit like no you messed up a lot and you went on ign and said that you knew that it was basically going to be trash and that you were just going to try and fix it later which is like the biggest issue in the gaming community right now with yeah. AAA games
0: even we were talking so, about... y- sorry go ahead
3: no go ahead it's sorry.
0: I was going to say, we were even talking about how the game, literally, all they did was added things that should have been in the game in the beginning.
3: Yeah, are you kidding me? They got cheers for adding NPCs? Oh my god, guys, the technology finally caught up. We've never had an NPC in a video game before. Um, wow. The
1: fact that there was the fact that there was no people yelling about time it says also says a lot.
0: Well, that's yes. the, that's yeah. the other thing I said. This game was literally built to not, according to them, it was built to not have NPCs. It was supposed to be a you know player player experience, and we were just supposed to be playing through it. Y'all fucked up, and now you're just adding all the shit that you should have had in the beginning because you fucked up, and you think I'm supposed to cheer for that shit? And then uh, to top it off, you give me battle royale. I don't give up. I'm done.
3: Well, and that's and that's the thing right there too. It's like. I mean, anybody who's played a, a Fallout game knows that like, the gun mechanics are so trash. They're so bad. It's like, like the worst part of their games. It, it's, and that's the thing. That's why Fallout 76 sucked. Because when you play Fallout, you're not playing it for these amazing gun mechanics. You're playing it for this cool world, exactly. for these interesting characters, for these storylines. And it didn't have any of that. And now they're just trying to kind of retroactively add that in and, and expect people to be you know, excited about it. And um, it's it's complete bullshit. And then them them sitting there and saying like, oh, you know, we have this amazing online community. There's like ten people who don't ever grief each other. Mm-hmm. Like, number one, like you said, Drell, it's complete bullshit because mm-hmm. tons of people in the community and all over the subreddit have complained about griefing. Yep. Um, they've they've several times updated the game and broken it further. Um, they made you able to purchase repair kits through microtransactions, which is said to like effectively allows you to not have to grind to actually repair any of your weapons which makes griefing even easier um and just pvp in general and stuff like that so it was all it was all just a big you know pr spin for them to try and get people to play their game because yep. they don't have anything coming out for another two years
0: i think that's what upset me the most about them was just like don't come on stage talking about you know apologies and how you've learned only to just try to bullshit me in my face
3: Oh my and. God. And oh my God, I can't believe they tried to actually get people to play Blades. Have any of you guys played that game? Do you know anything <laughs> about it? That game? I'll say about,
1: What I'll say that about that Blades.
3: Game is riddled with microtransactions. Damn. Oh,
1: God. That sounds disgusting. No, I, I thought when they had showed it last year for Phone, it looked like a promising game, but uh, obviously I was didn't follow up on it because I didn't know that it had that many microtransactions.
0: But yeah. All right. Well, um,. Next up was devolver digital and Brandon I'm gonna pass this one to you because I know that you've been uh, following their episodic uh, e3 presentations so <laughs> devolver
1: digital all right I'm gonna I'm not gonna go spend too much time on it because I know we got we gotta move on but devolver digital has like I gotta be honest I don't care a whole of a bunch about their games per se but like they have the most entertaining press conferences ever because they're not even really press conferences they're just like pre-recorded thing that they kind of make simulate like a press conference only this time they didn't do that either episode 3 of the devolver digital insanity saga had them um, basically do the devolver direct where they basically just did a parody of a nintendo direct it was hilarious and there were some game announcements in this in this weird show I mean, the Messenger's getting a free expansion. That's pretty cool, If you because I know a lot of people love the Messenger. Um, there's also this really cool game called Devolver Bootleg for Steam, which is just, like, a bunch of, like... Um, they bootleg their own games and made, like, arcadey versions of them that you'll be able to play. Even, like... They even made, like, a, um, a parody version of Castlevania called Cat-Sylvania, where you, like, cat oh instead of, like, a what? Belmont. <laughs> that sounds yeah. so stupid, but I love it. It <laughs> says so stupid! Yeah, no, like... There's not much more I can say about it because, again, it's not really a conference. It's just a, it's just a, a th- an episode of, of a weird uh, art piece thing. And it's going to continue because, like last year, they ended it with saying to be continued. So... I will tune into E3 2020 to see where part four of this story goes.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so uh, really quick, the only thing I do like about Devolver is I think that they're funny. So there was a there was an IGN poll the other day about, like, who did the best at E3 or which was the best conference at E3. And it was like uh, Nintendo <laughs> was there and Microsoft was there or whatever. And then in the comments uh, section on Twitter, Devolver uh, re- responded and said, definitely Nintendo. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> like, this is super <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to skip the PC gaming show show, uh, if you guys are okay with that. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm, fine with all, that. All, all I'm All I'm gonna
1: say about the PC is that they had Shenmue 3 there. For better or for worse, it looks like a Shenmue game.
3: Oh my god, really quick then. is that And they cannibalize their out? whole audience. Yeah. They put the game on, uh, Epic, on yeah, Epic. Yeah. They sure it's, it. it's a fucking Kickstarter for, game. Like, are you kidding
1: for, me? For PC, yeah, for, uh, yeah, it's a, on the PC it's gonna be an Epic store exclusive, like, oof. <laughs>
3: that is so, and they're and they're not giving yeah. <laughs> refunds to any of their backers either.
0: Oh what? my god! I yep. don't want to get into this conversation because <laughs> that's yo the okay. Yikes. Uh, next up is Ubisoft because I don't even want to talk about that. Next up was Ubisoft. Um, Brandon, please, your 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 thoughts. What was the best part?
1: Ubisoft. Um, it was a weirdly p- paced conference, I must say. Um. I'm not gonna go as harsh to say they shouldn't have a press conference there because there was a few interesting things there, but it it was just so weirdly paced. They started with um you know first they started with the Assassin's Creed tour musical which is very nice. Um I know a lot of people groan anytime Ubisoft starts with music but I don't know it's a nice little way to start to kind of lead into things. But what the actual first game they actually talked about was Watch Dogs Legion which actually looks really cool. Um, I know. I know. Nolan was really excited about the fact that there's permadeath, Like every time a character dies, you move on to another character entirely, which is very reminiscent of the game Zombie U, If any of you ever played that, where anytime you died in Zombie U, you were not you. You'll never play the exact same survivor. You'll move on to a different survivor until you complete the game. And it was start astonishing how many survivors they had to make that system work. But it's there. Um,
3: makes sense because somebody- you can control and use any NPC.
1: Sure. Yeah. so
3: wild in to Legion, me. So,
0: like, that yeah. is so really crazy. Cool. Do you know the amount of voice acting they have to do? Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, there's no it's way. It's not. It's I'm still shocked. <laughs> like, Someone explain to me how this works. I don't understand. Go ahead.
3: Well, it, yeah. it could mean that there's not as much of it. Yeah. As far as um, directing, sure. you know, the story in general. It, it it might be far less focused. Yeah. As far as yeah. the storyline. Because yes. you're kind of yes. just like some nameless person.
0: Yeah, I'm just doing hype bullshit, but I, I completely agree with you. <laughs>
3: well, I yeah. guess it could be. They, they might implement it perfectly, and it might be incredible. I I, I don't would know.
0: be very, very, very impressed and shocked.
1: If they could, yeah. Um, so what else I was going to say is the only other thing that really stood out to me. <laughs> well, actually, this, there was two things. Because I alluded to this earlier, so I have to follow up on it now. You know, they did their usual Just Dance presentation, you know, with the concert and, and, and the um, presentation and everything like that. It's, it's it's a hallmark of a Ubisoft conference at this point. At this point, I'd be disappointed if they didn't do it. If, uh, like, it's part of the song and dance. I'm just happy it wasn't in the beginning. It was, it was, they kind of put it in the middle, got it out, and then it was, it was done. The reason why I'm bringing this up now is because it is astonishing to me that this game is still coming out for the Wii in addition to all the other platforms. <laughs> Like, I have here I, I have here on my notes, like when I was taking the notes of all these um, announcements, I have here, Just Dance 2020 comes to everything, CAPS, including Wii.
0: So what I've been told about this, I don't know if this is true, which, first of all, I actually appreciate that they're still bringing it to Wii. Um, so what I've been told is that a lot of, I, once again, I don't know if this is true, but a lot of hospitals will use, you know, Wiis um, in their rehabilitation centers. And so something that they do is that they use uh, uh, the Just Dance as a part of it. Um, and that's why, that to, um, yeah, that's, that's why they cool. continue to. continue uh, to publish it for uh, systems like the Wii.
1: Yeah, so good on Ubisoft for supporting it then. If that's the case, because that's that is pretty cool. Legitimately, it's it's also cool that if it's doing well enough that they'll continue doing it. I I, I mean, I guess it's just dance. It's not like a. a um, a technically heavy game in the B to begin with, so I'm sure putting it on the Wii isn't too difficult. So, yeah. But I, I still do think it's funny. It's more funny to me that it's on Wii when all the other last gens were skipped because Just Hands 2019, for example, was on every current gen system, but it was also on 360, PS3, yeah. Wii U, and Wii. Mm-hmm. But this one, they're skipping all that noise and just going two generations back with just Wii, so I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of funny. But anyway, the last thing I'll... um. Discuss about Ubisoft is they announced that game gods and Monsters, which looks legitimately interesting. I need to definitely see more because they didn't show us anything of that game. Oh my but god! I like uh, from
0: Assassin's Creed Odyssey team, right? Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, and it's like coming out to everything. Like, like I thought it was gonna be like PS4 Xbox One, but then Nintendo's YouTube dropped the ch- trailer for it. I was like, oh, this is to Switch World. Nice, nice. Yeah, I I want to see more. I'm a, I'm intrigued by the general look of it though i will say it was a weird way it was weird to end the conference with it because especially since there wasn't very much shown of it if they had like a full gameplay blowout and it looked legitimately fun i think it might have been a great way to end ubisoft's conference but as it is
0: that was another one that had some uh i think had some gameplay afterwards that was also not at the conference or if it least did, some screens oh, or did. something. Um, there was more. I know there was more to it. I don't know if it was gameplay or just more screenshots or what. But I know there was more to it that was not shown at the conference. It was probably just screenshots, and I'm probably just talking shit again.
1: Yeah, they probably. If, if if that's the case, and they really should have done that for the ending, because at where everybody's just kind of like sitting right now is you ended on a game that no one really knows about, and you really didn't tell us more. Yeah, there wasn't honestly, much at all. There wasn't much to, to say about it and that's the way yeah. you ended it. That's why I was meant earlier when I said it's weirdly really paced. Like Watchdogs Watchdogs I don't think is was necessarily bad to put at the beginning of the conference because it's a game that everyone's looking forward <laughs> to and it, was it the looks best great. to put at
0: the conference. It was great.
1: No, I'm that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been in the conference. I'm saying it was it's only weird that it's in the front of the conference. Because they had really, really didn't have anything else. I Usually, disagree. in any kind of in any kind of conference, there's like two big games: one to start off with, so you get everyone's attention, and then one to close people off, and give them a nice lasting impression. So they definitely had a f- good first impression, but the lasting impression is a little bit lacking. Is what I'm saying.
2: I feel like that maybe they should have flipped the the list of games that they showed off.
1: Yeah, start maybe with start- and
2: monsters, and then after that, end with Watch Dogs Legion.
1: Yeah, I think that would have been better. Actually,
2: I disagree with both of you.
0: I think starting with watch Dogs was the perfect thing because it got me so hyped. And I honestly, if they did, if they started with Gods and Monsters and then they did this press conference, I can't promise you I would have stayed to watch until Watch Dogs.
3: You're, that's 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 absolutely that's probably true. their thinking as well.
0: That's, yeah, yeah, that's and that's a fair that's a fair thought the process as well. Um, so Chrissy, what did you think about um, Ubisoft?
2: I mean, Brandon kind of summed up everything that I thought about. But I really did like seeing Bam Bam the dog. <laughs>
0: Yo! Was, the dog was so cute. Three best things. The dog was...
2: I mean, the dog stole the show. I was like, oh, look at the dog!
0: It really did. And so did Keanu Reeves at Xbox. Good on you, Xbox. You, you won my heart with Keanu Reeves. I had just gone to yes. see John Wick 3 and I was like, oh my god, it's Keanu Reeves, yes! <laughs> I was one of those people.
3: Did you guys hear real quick, by the way, about what happened with that guy that that said he was breathtaking? He got Did you hear about how that all unfolded? Free
0: game. Was it? Well, no. So that's too? no. He didn't. Um, oh wait, what happened? They right? went
3: on. They went on Twitter and they offered it to him, and then he came back and was like, "No, how about you guys donate like a gaming station called a go kart to like a, a children's hospital oh for like God, three grand instead? Better. That would be breathtaking." oh well Well, yes i mean it's cool but it's also kind of like well the guy kind of put them on the spot you know instead of them well yeah because instead of them just giving out like a collector's edition to some you know dork who made noise in an e3 all all of a sudden they have to try and you know not that they don't have the money but they all of a sudden have to kind of like shit out three thousand dollars to not look bad on twitter you know so it's kind of interesting
0: I, I, I think they have the money, and I think it's a great cause. Get fucked, guys. Go do it now. Yeah, it, abso- <laughs> it
3: absolutely is. It was just funny. That, that guy's trying to, to ride his clout a little bit right now, which is funny. Oh, for sure. His, his name on Twitter says, like, blah, 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 whatever, breathtaking guy at E3. <laughs> 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 he's, like, he's, like, absolutely trying to get a little bit of a cred off of it.
0: Not gonna lie, I would totally also change my Twitter name if Keanu Reeves called me Breathtaking. So I can't talk too much shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> like I 100 change my Twitter name. Um, so Ubisoft for me it was so weird. It was literally just the Tom Clancy presentation, <laughs> and like <laughs> that's all it was. It was Watch Dogs, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then it was like an hour of Tom Clancy, a little bit of dancing, You Play Plus, um, which I was like, great, another. Uh, service that's gonna charge me, and then it ended with that game from Assassin's Creed, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is it. It's done, and that was it." So there you go. It was Tom Clancy's yeah. Microsoft presentation featuring Watch Dogs Legion.
3: <laughs> it's true. <And> John <laughs> featuring
0: stuff like that was that was the whole thing. What <laughs> did you think, uh, Sean?
3: Uh, pretty much the same, dude. I mean, when I when I think about probably like the most boring game in the world to me is like The Division. I don't know what it is about that game, but I tried playing The Division 2, and it was just, like, so mind-numbingly boring that I just, I just couldn't play it. About it what
0: reminded me about the weird thing that happened while I was watching the presentation, and they were like, oh, the Division movie is coming to Netflix featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? <laughs>
2: like, why are you guys trying to that, show me this? That was the weirdest thing ever in their press conference. It was so random. And I, I felt like that oh, overall, yeah. in 3,
0: I think they had a lot of random ass moments like that where they were just throwing in non gaming shit. And I was just like, why? I don't care about any of this. I'm not going to watch the Division movie on Netflix.
3: You know, what I remember about the first Division was how badly it was panned for having, like, a garbage story. <laughs> I'm just I like, what, that really what about me. that made you guys think you should, like, pay big-time actors to make a Netflix movie or <laughs> yeah. series or whatever? Like, yeah. what about the Division sounds all that interesting to you? You know? I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh, cool. Who knows?
2: I don't know. It, it, it's a Division.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like this is this is divisive.
0: One more quick um, discussion point. Um, uh, Thank sorry, you. Sean, were you done? I am done. Uh, Uplay Plus is coming to Stadia. So, question because I still am uh, confused as to how Stadia works. Does that mean if I have Uplay Plus for fourteen ninety nine a month, I, do, I can get the base version of Stadia, the free version, and then still have access to all of my Ubisoft Uplay Plus games without having to pay? I think so.
3: Yeah. It's, now, does it's that great. mean that I, I still
0: get the four K? If but. Since I'm not paying for it, does that mean all my games are downscaled to the 1080p free version
3: bullshit? Yes.
0: So I would have to pay $15 a month for that and $10 a month for Stadia to enjoy the games at their best.
3: Yeah, well, because the way you should think of Stadia, I guess, after I've read everything I have on it, is that basically Stadia is like an alternative to owning a PC or a console. It's just basically what it is. Like, if if you don't want to deal with console hardware or PC hardware or even just having a gaming PC, you can use Stadia to just stream everything all the time. And it'll work mostly in conjunction for most games, most streaming services, from what I understand.
0: I don't want to pay 25 dollars to play old ass Ubisoft games. That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this doesn't make any fun. Uh, next up was Square Enix, and as you oh, guys know, man. they totally took the spot of Sony, and I think they did the best job. They are. They made far, Sony proud. They really did. They did, did Sony proud. It Sony's just looking at the clouds, my, like good job. My favorite conference. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It was literally my favorite. Con- Nintendo is second, but uh, Square was just it for me personally, and I know that's just because of my personal gaming taste so brandon tell me square enix what did you feel how did it make you feel did it make you cry like it made me cry were you excited as i was
1: That final <laughs> fantasy
0: 7 remake blowout was oh my
1: god incredible oh my i am god. so glad they started with that i am uh, so glad that they started with that that okay they knew they knew that people were coming into this conference expecting final fantasy 7 and hoping for Avengers. So they made sure to start it off with Final Fantasy VII Remake because people's appetite were already whetted after that, Um, you know, the, the um, little the bit of The
4: orchestra gameplay. trailer.
1: Exactly, the orchestra trailer and the little bit of gameplay that was shown therein. So people wanted more, and they gave us more. They gave us so much more. We got to see a boss fight. We got to see a few cutscenes. We got to see Tifa. gameplay. We got Tifa, finally. Tifa, finally. But in addition to all of that, it reassured us that the gameplay was going to be great because you can play it like a traditional turn-based if you want, or you can play it like an action RPG by switching those things around. That's great. It appeases both audiences. I think that's an amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Um, I think the only thing that was like confusing was, like, um, I've been hearing, like, different people say different things. Is it? Did they say? Like, I know this is still going to be an episodic game, but when that release date of March um third, twenty twenty, is that just for episode one or? That
2: is yes. only yes. for episode yes. one. Mm-hmm. Got
1: it. Okay. Cool. Wanted to make sure. All right. So yeah, and that's still on two discs. Is that two discs or just for episode one?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's two discs. Well, it is, it is the
0: size of two Blu-ray discs. Not that it is coming shipped on two Blu-ray discs.
1: Gotcha. Okay. But, I but mean,
0: anyway, it might. I don't know.
3: It's Wait, probably it going ship. to be like Red Dead. It, it's probably going to be an install disc and then a yeah. play disc.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! Kind of like those old PC That's games. What I I but anyway, either ways, that game look amazing. I'm so glad they started with it. It looks so incredible. Now, aside from that, oh my god, Squirt. You're 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 absolutely right. There's so much to talk about, like as far as like scoring and stuff. I'm gonna try to narrow it down as best I can. Um, if you don't have a Switch but you got a PC, go play Octopath Traveler. Oh my god! Ready. Yes. Go yes. go play it. Anyway, moving on. Crystal Chronicles. We are getting on that because I can't wait to actually play Crystal Chronicles with actual I was, people. I was so surprised
2: it's coming for smartphones. Yeah. Yeah. I oh,
1: always thought was it was for adjustment. PlayStation yeah. Four and Switch. Yeah, and it's coming to smartphones too. And I think that's I like, pretty wait, what? cool. So and literally everyone can play this now. I don't know how well it's going to control on smartphones. But that's, probably, that's not the platform I would recommend for it. But hey, do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> it's better than... A, anyway, uh, let me move on. <laughs> I thought it was cool that, you know, Square Enix Music is coming on Music Streaming Services. That's, that's, that's a nice little little surprise. Final Fantasy VIII is not dead. It's mm-hmm, coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, a, and it's getting remastered, which is crazy that it's getting, like, a remaster. And it's a sh- pretty shocking remaster, too. Like, the models kind of look like they came from Dissidia, but that's even that's just, like, a million times better than the PS1 model, so that's cool, at least. And then they ended with Avengers. We've kind of already talked a little bit about Avengers already. Um, yeah, they need to show more of that, man. And, you know, if, if they, they still have a long time to work on this game, which is good because, from what I'm hearing, they need a lot more time. But I want I want that game I want that game to be good and I think it has a lot of potential to be good, but we need to see more and we need to see more of uh, improvement. Yeah, Square had a great conference. I like pretty much all the other announcements too. I'm at least cursorily interested in most of them. But you know, we could spend the entire day if I get on every single one. So I'll just leave it at that.
2: see, what about you? So <laughs> I think Square made Sony extremely proud. Oh yeah. Just because of how they handled the conference, I know that last year their conference was like, "Eh uh, it was, it was not the greatest.
4: Yeah.
2: And um, I honestly, I was not expecting them for them to start off with Final Fantasy VII. I was expecting for them to maybe end it on Mm seven, just to keep the momentum going. But to start it on seven, that was fantastic and also yeah. with i know that sean he mentioned earlier that um how they should have brought somebody out to explain the gameplay i like that for final fantasy 7 when exactly they were doing this they do. blowout. Yeah. that's what they did yep. mm-hmm. he it was a fantastic.
1: proper hype he was a proper hype man too like he was like he was explaining very well how this game plays and then Even getting then, people excited about it
2: on twitter he was like i'm so happy that i was able to do this he was like the it was just amazing mm-hmm. and i love the fact so cool. that um Nomura. He came out to <laughs> one winged one winged angel. You're like, Yeah, what? yeah,
3: that's like, incredible. Nomura Why does he look time... younger than me, dude? <laughs> I swear to God, the guy does not age.
2: He doesn't age at all,
1: man. How does he do it?
2: Honestly, I was manning the Twitter and Marissa was sending me the screenshots. The entire time I was like, I don't have enough breathing room. And Marissa, <laughs> she kept, like, yes. like, sending me screenshots and yes. after screenshots. Was and she's like, back. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It was like back <laughs> to back to back to back. I was like, yes. I just need a breathing room.
0: Sean, what did you think? I'm going to go last.
2: <laughs> you want to go last? Okay, yes.
3: Cause I have a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> a lot to say. So I, I don't know. I know Jarell knows this. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game ever. Um, oh. And that game actually changed my life. Uh, when i was a kid because the the message and the moral behind that game was so strong it was like the first time as a kid that i started to care about the idea that the environment is dying because that's what the game is all about beyond you know corporations kind of destroying the world and then you know the world saves itself at the end of the game and uh, there's a lot of themes that run throughout the game that that really worked for me and actually influenced who i became as a human being. so there's a, there's a lot on the line for me as a person when they said they were going to remake this game. It's pretty much all I've wanted since, uh, since I heard it was a possibility. And uh, another thing, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with or watch uh, Maximilian Dude.
1: Yes. You know who I, that I, is? I, I, you, yep, yep. You
3: Love know who concept. he is? Um, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And he's a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. It's his favorite game, too. He went to do a behind-the-scenes thing with them. And they actually wanted to get a picture with him. And uh, they told him that whenever the dev team started to get down and, and kind of be, you know, a little too pressured, they would show them Max's reaction video.
1: Oh, from the first that's, that's um, heartwarming, man. That's really It nice. was, dude. And
3: he's he's like crying, talking about this. And he's just like, it was like a dream come true to know that these guys, you know, look, look to me as a fan for inspiration of like, this is the oh. reaction we want from our game. Dude, um, and they I, talked a little like... bit. I know, isn't that incredible? Yeah, isn't so, that amazing? That's how much Square cares about this game. Um, and not only that, but the development team is made up of uh, people who worked on the original game yeah. as well as anyone who was within the development staff who was a fan of Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. So that's why you had Tetsuya there and you had that, that dude, I can't remember his name, but that guy is, yes, you know, fits yeah. into that second category. Um, no, the the dude that came out when he was helping with the uh, oh, when they were okay, doing okay, the gameplay okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, Neil? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, um, going off. That's,
3: that's the other part of, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. I know that for the battle, um, they took the guy who did the Kingdom Hearts 2 battle, the mm-hmm. battle system for that game, and he's working on the Final Fantasy seven remake. And I know that originally when people, they were so worried about Final Fantasy seven becoming an action RPG, they were originally worried it would be something similar to Kingdom Hearts. But when I heard that he was on board, I was like, it'll be fine.
3: Yeah, and that's uh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about as well. You know, and and uh, you guys had said earlier. I, I think Brandon said that it's it, you can do turn based or, um, you know, kind of kind of open action, which it's it's not quite that. You can't go full. Yeah, it's, it is a mixture of both, where uh, you do have to continuously attack to build your ATB faster. Right. Um, but your main attacks don't really do a bunch of damage, so the idea is that you um, and you can combo things as well because you have that space where you can, for example, you could have Bra- you could have like Braver from Cloud, you could have him do that, and then if you have the two ATB bars up for Barrett, you can switch to him and then do like an attack that that has two, and the characters will actually combo that, um, and their dialogue will reflect the fact that you comboed it as well, which is hella impressive to me that um, they're actually keeping that, uh, that in mind, that the way the player is playing will be reflected in the way the characters talk to each other. Um, I think that's just amazing that they're doing that. And um, so yeah, like Christy said, I was really happy they brought out somebody to actually talk about the combat and, and show people like, this is what you're doing now, watch it in motion. You know, that, that was really smart and I wish more, uh, more companies had done that. But um, the, boss, the boss battle looked incredible. Because it was like a four-phase boss battle where you had yeah. to switch between characters at certain times. That looked so much fun. Uh, the music was just unbelievable. Unbelievable how awesome they're making the music from the original game. Mm, um, I, I'm a little, a little reserved about the fact that the, the, the first part is primarily, if not completely, going to take place in Midgar. I just don't know what that means. Does that mean that we're going to have a huge open Midgar and there's going to be tons of side quests to pad out the time? Or is Midgar going to be most of the game, and then we're going to get like the first few towns, and you know, go and meet Sid real quick, or something? Like, what? Are, I want to know, like, how far does the game really go before it's done, and we have to wait for the next part?
0: I mean, this is just, and I, I can't, com- I can't comment too much on this, but I have heard those same concerns, and I will say that this is <laughs> just part one. We don't know. Yeah, how many I just want to know
3: be. where that ends. But yeah, uh, I'm fine concerns. with it being multiple parts. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the tweet from Jason Schreier. He did ask them how many parts the game was going to be. I did, and they said we don't know. Not no. sure. I mean, they haven't they haven't finished it yet, so they don't know. This this could be a game that goes on for the next five, six years, maybe longer. Honestly, that you me. can
0: just go finish playing it on your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and
3: that's probably what will happen most likely. Um,
2: they're probably going to release like a I'm, nice compilation.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will eventually, which I'll, I'll, you know, this is like the one time I'll I'll buy that too. I'm buy um, both. Yeah, I, I absolutely would buy both for, for this game. Um, because I think, you know, Final Fantasy VII, it was just not only a, a game that, that helped define me, but it defined a lot of things for a lot of people. It defined storytelling. I mean, it, it defined gaming. Um, it it defined gaming for yeah. a lot of people. And um, from what I've seen so far, it seems like Square Enix is not only aware of that, but they they are putting everything they can into delivering that for people and they they know how important this game was to people and how important it was to them and they want to make it the best that they absolutely can and so far it looks like they're they're exceeding my expectations um the game looks so incredible i, can, I just can't wait to play it. it just looks just awesome in every way um I'm struggling to remember the other stuff they showed. I'll let I'll let Gerard talk about like the the Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> stuff because I didn't really know anything about that. <laughs> I I don't play um uh, I don't play Crystal Chronicles or, or any of the other like mobile games. Um, I know they, they did they showed something for Octopath. I think I was writing when they when they showed stuff for Octopath. Um,
2: yeah, it was just to
0: announce I can't that. believe we're so nonchalant about Octopath Traveler. It is amazing. I mean, I, I, <laughs>
3: i know i know dude i i mean, I, have, I have no reservation that the game is awesome <laughs> i played the demo it bored me Ow oh! what i, just, I
4: it just
3: it just didn't do it for me i, I didn't think it was bad i, don't I just uh, right there's now. there's other stuff for me to play so i just didn't get into it oh God. um but i get why people like it, it it's a really cool little game Bruh. um
0: did you do persona 5 yet
3: no. Okay. I'm gonna stop um, getting off that's, topic. Now. That's uh, on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're getting there. I'm I'm slowly rolling through my backlog, but um, and then uh and then the Avengers stuff, which you know, again, like Brandon said, we already really touched on that. But I think uh, sooner rather than later, they need to show that gameplay, uh, so people have a better idea of what their game actually is. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see there was there was leaked footage of it, like, crappy didn't. cell phone footage? No,
2: I did not. Um, oh i I didn't see
3: any of that it's really really bad i mean it's you can barely see what's going on but you can see a little bit of it and and it it lined up with what i had read from other journalist impressions and stuff and it it looks interesting uh it looks like it's going to have an interesting combat system the game is going to have microtransactions yeah uh which Mm. is you know but um but
0: um you know new heroes and etc will be added periodically for free
3: right which is it just pick your poison at this point you either want a game that is a, a full game at launch and then you pay for dlc or you want a game that uh you know is a, a you know like the gym starting like live service you know <laughs> where you get stuff over time and it's free but you can pay microtransactions it, it's just the state of the industry at this point you know people get mad at one and they get mad at the other there's there's not a lot of winning for companies that want to put out content over time anymore um so whatever it is, what it is, but I'm interested in the game, especially if it has cool like co-op missions um, uh, that are separate from the single-player yeah. story. It'd be really fun, you know, just to hop in and and play, you know, random missions with friends sounds like a great idea. So yeah,
0: come you know. on, Avengers Online co-op, how can you go wrong unless it sucks? <laughs> unless
3: su- unless I, it sucks. I
2: mean, it, I, it it is Square. I mean, so is Final Fantasy VII. Well, different, different games.
0: Still, totally I have different. faith in Square Enix. Stop so. it. Stop trying to crush my dreams. I do,
3: too. <laughs> I still I still am on the side that I, I thought everything was cool about Avengers. I thought the footage they showed was pretty cool. I was happy to see the voice actors involved. I know some of them from other games, and they seem like they're going to do a good job. Um, I I liked everything they showed. I just felt like they it, it was like right before they were going to show off real gameplay, they just left. So I was like, oh, oh okay. Um, But overall, I thought Square Enix's presentation was great.
0: So as I was watching this presentation, I was texting my boyfriend and I told him, I said, this is exactly how you do an E3 presentation. Square Enix, I think, was what everyone needs to look at um, going forward, because it was just, I think some of, okay. So some of the best things to me were uh, the synergy of their presentation. Um, I think. It was just, like Christy said, it was just back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. And it wasn't just back-to-back, back, like, random bullshit like Microsoft. It was back-to-back back shit that we care about. It was back-to-back yep. uh, back bringing on developers that actually care about these games that they're making. Um, even, you know, you were talking a little bit about Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I fucking love that game. To see a new trailer for it and to see people online reacting in a way that's like, hey, we actually want to play. Like, I wish this wasn't an MMO. I wish this was, like, a real game because this shit just looks so good. Um, Square Enix's press conference was just game after game after game that looked really good. And um, I was writing a piece that I'm not finished with um, talking about how uh, 2019 is the year of the JRPG. Uh, Even with Tales of at Microsoft and a couple of other things at Microsoft and uh, Square Enix, especially for Final Fantasy fans. Like, 2019 is the year of Final Fantasy. I have not played Final Fantasy VII. I'm actually about to start it. Uh, I was going to start it tonight, but I think I'm going to start it tomorrow for the first time. Um, But just... I think being able to see the love and care and um, commitment that Square Enix and their different developers have to their games live on stage, having that crowd interaction that's real, not some Bethesda bullshit um, <laughs> knowing that people love these games so much and the way that they present them, I thought that like there was no downtime. During Square, Even if you didn't like a game, and this is just me, I I might be a little biased. Even the games that I wasn't, like, I don't give a shit about Dragon Quest. Um, I know people really like Dragon Quest. We found out that Dragon Quest is coming to Switch at this uh, uh, conference. We found out, you know, that Square Enix is their entire library, which, like, I knew this before, but this is wild. I have every mainline Final Fantasy game soundtrack on my iPad, and those songs are, like, classic. That's a huge deal. Like, it may seem like something yeah, that they just threw up, mm-hmm. but that is huge. To be able to have all of that access on Apple Music and Spotify for, for, for what, $5 a month or whatever you're paying? That's ridiculous. Um, we got some... You, you know, know what?
3: Real, real quick, I just want to tell you, Jarrell, uh, not like two days before they did that, I was looking up uh, Final Fantasy songs on Spotify to show Ashley, and I was getting pissed off because I Cause couldn't they find were anything. There.
0: Yeah, they were <laughs> I was not like, oh, there. I have
3: to go to YouTube, and yeah, it was annoying. Really? And then, like, two days later, I was like, oh, dude, finally. Yeah, finally. it's, it's,
0: it's a, I think everything that they mentioned, even if it's a small thing, it was just, I, I, I can't even put into words how, like, how to, how to express how I felt watching it like to start with Final Fantasy 7's remake and then to create something that is a mixture between, you know, two different styles of, you know, uh, turn-based ATB and action RPG. I never imagined that combat in this game would be like that. I I never thought that that was a thing and somehow they've managed to just completely surprise me with the way they've decided to go about this. It's like a mixture of Final Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy 13, Kingdom Hearts and like it all works. And like Sean said, bringing someone on stage to discuss how it works, like, to show us exactly what we're going to get. Um, and then showing us what we want, like, knowing what your fans want, showing them what they want, and getting them hype throughout it. It was... It, we had already seen the the, the uh, trailer from uh, the concert. But now it's like, okay, you thought that was it? Fuck no, we're giving you Tifa now. Like, we're giving you even more. Uh,
2: well, like, even then, they already knew combat. that people were asking for Tifa. Exactly, exactly. And they, and they even that. teased it during their thing, too. Exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, dude... Do you think we'll see Tifa? Maybe. Maybe, right? Like, this is all...
0: It all just leads to, like... Ex- it's... It is... It is what Nintendo is missing in their direct. It's that person-to-person, like, uh, you know, uh, presenter to fan, developer to fan. Like, those moments... Uh, even when um even when the producer of Final Fantasy XIV came on and he was like you know just play our game until <laughs> until Final Fantasy VII comes out um you know th- little moments like that they all make for an E3 presentation that just that just blows me away and 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 I, I Final Fantasy VIII remastered we now have I had I never played eight either I literally just finished nine today I'm I'm catching up on Final Fantasy games that I haven't played I'm you finished fan. nine today Ooh, I did awesome I cool just about finished about it that. before <laughs> I just finished it before the podcast um. I never played 8 before, and I know, Chrissy. we were talking about how, like, we I love able 8. Um, I, I always thought I wouldn't be able to play this game. And now I have the ability to play it remastered. It's just, like, I... I don't know, and then they gave me Avengers and I was just like I, I was so ready to just like cry at the end of this presentation. And then they gave me Avengers and like, you know, I love all those voice actors. I'm a I'm a I'm a Marvel fan, I'm an Avengers fan, not the biggest fan. But then they tell me they I I don't appreciate that we didn't have the um combat or like actual in game footage. But Yes. I do appreciate that they're outlining what's going to happen. You know, online, like, like you said, online co-op of being able to jump in and, you know, play as Iron Man while you play as Thor and Hulk or whatever. Like that's, let's do it. Like, as long as it's not fucked up, let's do it. And the talent behind this game, like, I'm so down for it. It was just, uh, no, no other conference gave us as many, as many like blowout things as this one, as many in-depth Uh, in-depth looks towards games as this one like I think Final Fantasy 7 was probably the most in-depth look at a game that we got all E3 I can't think of any other game that went as in-depth as FF7's remake did Um, that was
1: yeah that's probably the most for sure even more than Watch Dogs because again someone was actually talking during the thing to guide you through the demo Mm -hmm.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, uh to, the the pre order is ridiculous. Like, I'm gonna, I'm not giving them like almost four hundred dollars. Like, whatever. But <laughs> I just did the regular, I just did the regular the locks, the, the I other
3: know, ones, same too here. Much. But oh, the, well. I yeah. I, if you guys have ever bought the player sky figures, you probably haven't. They are that price. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I know. So
3: it makes sense I got, that yeah. I just don't understand why they did that. Like, they could have just included like a cloud figure and made it like one fifty. Exactly. They didn't need to do the bike.
0: And then, you know, we got things like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Um, I, think, I think also Square Enix was a big wish list and it was just checking off things that people wanted and I also think yeah. that's why it was for me also better than Nintendo which we're going to go to next because Nintendo was very much um, for me just things that I already knew that I was just getting more information on um, which I guess you can say the same thing about Square but Square also had surprises like Final Fantasy 8's remake. Um, that's Dragon true. Quest, yeah. um, Dragon Quest coming to Switch. Um, the Romancing Saga games uh, coming to the West. Um, Brave X-V is getting like a, a huge like game experience expansion Equal? to its, like, wait a minute. gaming
1: Hold world. Hold on, Drew, real quick, when you say the surprise Dragon Quest comes, Switch, which Dragon Quest are you talking about?
0: Dragon Quest S, the one that was also in the Nintendo Direct.
1: That Dragon was already confirmed for
0: 11? Yeah. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't know. <laughs> I <laughs> so, was, like,
1: confused, like, wait a minute. It was new what? to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was new to me, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, they did their job. They did their job. They got someone that didn't know.
0: Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles coming to phones, like what? Um, we did know Octopath was already on Steam. Um, uh, the Last Remnant being available to play that night, like that immediately. night. Hey, that's cool. And I was I not lo- lo- that.
1: I love. Oh, hey, it's out now. Those are I, those are always a little fun those. things to throw in there.
0: Love those. Um, we got gameplay for Dragon Quest Builders too. Okay, cool. I'm not a Dragon Quest Builders fan, but I'll take it. Some right. music coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, new trailer for four, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, one of the biggest and best MMOs in that the was world. beautiful. And then some banter between you know the, the creator of XIV and, and Seven, and like I don't I don't know if you guys know this, but XIV actually has been doing these. Um, these uh, events where they, they go into different uh, Final Fantasy games. So like they just finished a, a crossover event with 15 and they did one with 13 where you got to meet lightning and 15, you get to meet Noctis. And um, they, they did one with 12 where you go to the world and you fight the uh, espers and summons from uh, Final Fantasy 12. And so the, oh, it's, it's amazing. And just to to see those those guys on stage together and like uh, going back and forth and being supportive of their games and seeing uh, the people just love them and what they create um, and I am I'm also a fan of Dying Light too I can't wait to, to play it It looked really good um, oh yeah how uh, how, how long do you think we
3: have to wait till we can like announce our partnership with Square Enix. <laughs> I don't know if you can be here right, me oh my my right. Have we contacted them. Like, uh, oh, like please
1: hire us. <laughs> like, we should. We Janet, I just we got. I just got a text message up. that our partnership got canceled.
0: <laughs> it.
1: I was gonna do that good prayer too, man. Ah, oh, it's fine. We can finish the podcast. And you know what?
0: At this point, I am, I am, I am rambling. So I'm gonna wrap this up. uh I just think, I think that Square Enix stood out just because of that, that, that inexplicable synergy between developer and fan and giving us surprises while also delving into um, things that we already knew about. But like, I, I, I was not as surprised at any other conference as I was at square. And I think that when I watch E3, I want to be like shocked and odd and wowed at something that I, I, I don't know, you know? And they started with that with final fantasy sevens remake and they continued that with um, brand new Uh, trailers for games that I play like Final Fantasy 14 it was just a bunch of like you think that you already know what this is gonna be but like just fucking wait until we're done like you have no idea what you're in store for and that is why they won E3 for me and now I'm done being all up squares ass and I will move on to Nintendo Uh, once again starting with Brandon please give me your Nintendo thoughts
1: all right, man. So Nintendo was my personal favorite, and it's a lot, and it's a lot for the same reasons that you said. Because um, you, you, you're absolutely right. It's not. It's not direct. Beca- I mean, it is direct. It's not like, but it's not like a press conference. So you don't get like that interpersonal. You don't get to see the raw hype. But you know, direct that have their benefits as well, which I won't get into now. But like basically, it was just announcement after announcement, and there was also some. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of stuff that we already knew about, but there were some big surprises. As well, I'm gonna say the Smash characters as like to the end and just like go over like some of the games. I am a huge Luigi's Mansion 3 fan. But I will admit that when they first announced it, it looked a lot like Dark Moon 2, which had me a little bit worried because while I like the gameplay of Dark Moon, I didn't like the game flow. I'm not going to get into all that. But Luigi's Mansion 3, between the Direct and the Treehouse they showed afterwards, it looks like a perfect return to form for the Luigi's Mansion series. And I cannot wait for that. I am so excited for that. Plus, they're bringing the cool Scarecreeper mode. I'm looking forward to playing that with friends. Moving right along um link's awakening looks looks cool it, again it was it wasn't too much more it's just like a little more than we knew i do like that dungeon building mode that has Dampe from ocarina of time majora's mask so that's cool that'll be fun when that comes out what else do we have here i've always wanted to check out panzer dragoon so i'm glad i'll be able to get that chance so it's a really I will fun give... game honestly yeah you you
3: played it you should you should play a panzer dragoon is fun
1: Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out because I've heard a lot of good things about it. is something I've always been uh, curious about. Um, yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield. A lot, we found a lot out, a lot more of that game from both the direct that came a week prior, as well as the Treehouse that came after it. There wasn't a whole lot that was shown in the direct, but um, I know that I know the whole thing about like not every Pokemon is gonna make it to Sword and Shield has been causing a lot of controversy online. I'm not gonna get into that right now. But I think sort of she looks dope. I think it's got a lot of improvements since the very first time it was revealed. So I think it should be exciting. I'm looking forward to all of that. Um, I am so happy that Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is returning. They took a break because <laughs> I guess I guess it the, the, the wasn't selling. But I always love those series. They um, some some of these sports are better have better gameplay than others. Some of them are ass to be quite frank. But I like the nice variety that they have. Some of them are really fun to play. I used to go, I used to play the Wii, original Wii one, all the time. So I'm happy to see this new one, one new one that's going to be in Tokyo. Looking very nice. Not a lot of uh, new sports like skateboarding, um, judo, and all that cool stuff. I'm very excited for it. Very excited to get back into the Olympic Games, as it were. Let's all take a collective hallelujah that they finally showed us some gameplay of Animal Crossing after all this time like oh my god and it looks so fun too i love how it started off with that little like nook ink will be giving you to a getaway to an island
0: it literally looks beautiful it it was adorable
1: it was so cute it was so cute looking i like the setting you know they, they they have they have the challenge every time how do you take this concept of hey you're just you're you're a kid living with these animals and you're just trying to have a virtual, virtual life. Basically, they have always a challenge of like, how do you keep making that interesting? How do you keep reinventing it? And it's and it hasn't been easy. I can, I can, I can see. But I like this idea that they're it's like set on a tropical desert. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> continuing on until he gets back. Um, I'll go into Chrissy. What did you think about uh, Nintendo?
2: So I like the fact that they announced with Nintendo. I felt like that they perfected the direct. And I think now all the companies are trying to base how they do their E3 press conferences off of Nintendo. So I really, I don't know. I just like the fact that they announced that. We're getting the hero from Dragon Quest eleven. I mean, I kind of personally don't care about Dragon Quest, but that's <laughs> completely besides the point. I just like that they had a Smash announcement to start off. Mm-hmm. And then I like the fact that they announced Banjo-Kazooie coming as a Smash DLC character at the very end. And not even that, they announced that um, Breath of the Wild, there was a sequel in development, which I was... I almost ran around the office screaming. <laughs> I was like... Oh my god. And then my one of my friends, she when I told her, she was like, is that the reason why you were making all those weird faces? I was like, <laughs> yes. 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 But no, I think that they had a strong conference. It was just that it was everything that we kind of expected to hear from them. We weren't really blown away besides the fact that I think with Fire Emblem Three Houses that apparently the majority of the game takes place after the five-year skip. Which I was not expecting to hear from, since we've only seen stuff from the academy.
0: Yeah, that trailer was definitely like, "Oh shit, there's there's more." <laughs> like, what? I there's know. more? There's a time jump? Like, what's going on? And this game is coming up I, so soon.
2: I know. I wasn't expecting that. I know that there's been some controversy with Pokemon, but I guess we're just we may touch base on that later on. Wait, it's,
0: what controversy with Pokemon?
2: Uh, with the Pokemon. Okay,
0: Dex. I'm back. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Do you want to finish up what you were saying?
1: Where did I leave off? And let that that I disappeared.
0: Animal Smash and oh yeah, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Animal Crossing looks looks fun. You always need something like in your life. Um, Breath of the Wild Two is the the fact. I mean, it's just a CG trailer, but the fact that they're even doing a sequel in the first place is. It's kind of mind-blowing, to be frank, because they very rarely do that with Legends of the games in particular. Um, And they said this is going to be kind of like... um, It's the biggest comparison that they've made, I've heard, has been the Majora's Mask comparison, where it's going to be, you know, how Majora's Mask was kind of a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, but not really. It was a lot darker. This seems like it's going to be more of a fluid continuation than Majora's Mask was, certainly, if any of you ever played that one. But, um... Yeah, but, um... Oh, Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they've been saying. They've been making that comparison a lot. Yeah, they've been lot saying darker. it's going to be like, a lot darker than
2: Majora's mm-hmm.
1: Mask. And then that's crazy because Majora's Mask is super dark at times. Especially if you go even d- deeper into the lore. But I'm not going to go do a whole Majora's Mask thing like that. The fact that it's going to be darker, though, is that's insane. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens when we um, see more of the game. That's going to be a while, though. That's a 2021 game for sure. Even if they're using the same engine and all that. Yeah, just the fact that it exists. They, again... It's almost like back when they announced Super Mario Galaxy Two, because that also was somewhat unprecedented for them to do a direct sequel to a Super Mario game in like uh, a 3D Super Mario game, in like on console, like in more than one per console. I should say it's big deal when they do that. So, hopefully, it turns out all all right. So, I guess the last thing I'm going to mention is the uh, the biggest ones for me is the Smash reveal characters. I think they were very smart about how they announced them too. They started off with the hero from Dragon Quest, who, I gotta admit, the fact that it's multiple heroes, like it's the f- four from like the four most popular Dragon Quest games, I think that's super awesome. I like the Dragon Quest music, I know some people don't, but I actually really like it. Hoping we get more than two tracks from Dragon Quest, for, for sure. Yeah, I think that that's cool. But then they ended it with Banjo-Kazooie, which I think just blew up the entirety of the internet, like, without a doubt. Like, everybody, almost everyone I know was excited for the, the announcement of Banjo. No one thought it was going to happen either. It makes sense because, you know, Banjo has a very big history of Nintendo. But, you know, Rare owns them. And then Rare has been owned by Microsoft. So for it to, you know, it's a miracle. It's nothing short than a miracle. I'm very happy about it. I think this is, a, I think it's huge. I, my best friend Zach was ecstatic about it. Marissa, I know, was losing her mind over it
0: yeah like, she was literally crying <laughs>
1: like, like she's literally crying.
0: crying over
1: i, I know video. like
2: Mar- i think marissa she like hates me because i haven't played banjo kazooie <laughs> it's okay she's
0: gonna hate me when i talk about uh how i feel about it Ooh, ooh, what? <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> oh boy
2: but yeah
1: um yeah and the cool thing is that you know the dragon quest series is big in japan banjo kazooie is big you know in the, in the more of the Western territories. So each got one. So I think that was really cool. Though <laughs> I did see like a tweet of the, the other day about like a whole bunch of like um, Japanese people watching the direct and also getting excited about Banjo's. Like, well, then, damn, they just they had both then, didn't they now? <laughs> but yeah, I've, I was very much happy with Nintendo's conference. It was just announcement after announcement. It was a nice variety too, you know? even Not everything was of interest to all of us, I would definitely say. But there was enough there that I think, you know, a lot of people were entertained by what
0: they saw. And that's Nintendo for me. Kizzy, did you have anything to add about your thoughts on Nintendo? Or were you done?
2: I mean, I kind of suspected that Animal Crossing will be delayed to a 2020 release. Mm -hmm. And so I was just waiting for confirmation just because I was like, well, they already have a packed 2019 schedule. So where would Animal Crossing fit into all this?
0: Yeah, especially with Pokemon coming out. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: But then now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's a March 2020. So I have a time limit as to when I can finish FF7.
0: Bruh, I'm so mad <laughs> at first quarter next year. Like, it's just too much. Like, I'm just it's like, what? This is ridiculous. Um, it,
2: it is.
1: Hey, hey, I have an idea. I, I, I think they're low-key going to release Persona 5 Royal in March 2 just to ruin
0: everyone's life. Nah, they would never. <laughs> they would never, he <laughs> 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 they would never that. <laughs> 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 uh not nah, not nah, like honestly I don't joker's ready to fight cloud irl i don't even want to talk about it <laughs> uh sean what did you think about nintendo uh
3: was christy done are you done christy I-, I am you are okay um okay well you guys pretty much covered all the stuff that i couldn't care less about so that works out yes uh, oh my god yeah <laughs> uh I, I, I and i'm just i'm just gonna be like you guys you know me you know i like to hate stuff um I, I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why people want to play Animal Crossing. I just don't get it. Um, I've played the game; it's it's like so boring. I just don't get it, but it's cool. People like it, okay, so, so nice.
2: So I was like you, Sean, and then I played New Leaf, and then from then on out, I don't know what happened. You just got. I mean, I get, life, I get why people
3: like it. It's got like it's got a lot of different elements. Like it's very adorable, you know. And it's like I played the original back on the GameCube back Wait. when it came out, like the first time. um. happened?
2: I have that one. I I bought it and then I tried to play it, but I just never clicked with me, and then I played New Leaf. Wait, Sean.
0: For you. Sean, mm-hmm. are you saying that eight of us playing Animal Crossing together is not enough for you? You don't want to come, like, fish and- But what, what will we be doing? Yeah, We're... that's exactly. <laughs> you just said it. You
3: just said it. You don't want to break a rock with fish. We can pop plants. You don't want to collect
0: right? weeds with us, bro? Like, no, thank what's
3: you. What's
0: wrong with you? Uh.
3: <laughs> I get why people like it. It's just not for me. I've never liked simulation games of any type, really. I'm just not a fan of those. So Animal Crossing didn't do it for me, but uh, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad they still pursue that kind of game because it has an audience. And it's, it's to this day, that's always Nintendo's biggest strength is they look at what do our fans enjoy and they build off that. Um, and it's cool that there's, there's really like no section of Nintendo fans that get left behind for the most part. Yeah, you know, yeah, they that's, almost that's always really do something that plays to one of their, their fan base corners, which I yeah. think is great. Um, the Witcher 3 comes to Switch. This is another instance where I'm just like, why why the fuck would I want to play a game that's gonna run like ass on, Switch. on the Switch? Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I,
3: I just don't understand why they keep doing this. Like you know, someone mentioned that um, Nintendo is kind of testing out in Japan and other areas having streaming services like Stadia that will allow them to stream games that require higher processing power than the switch can do and i'm like okay i'd rather do that than deal with some you know it's, it's like mortal Kombat. like why would i want to buy that on the switch like some downgraded fucking version of a game just doesn't work for me I, yet, I don't really know who know are they selling this to i quite a yeah. few
0: people you'd be surprised really that's, yeah i guess i, I mean, would
3: but i just i just don't get it
0: like i know i know a couple of people and their only console is the switch like that's it
3: that's definitely true but like are those people like clamoring for the witcher 3 or they're just like oh my god i wish i'd spent my money on something that can run the witcher 3
0: no but like, they just now, seemed, now just have the opportunity strange. to play it but no i i honestly i'm just saying this but i 100% agree with you so like i would never play mortal kombat 11 on switch but i have a friend who only has switch um who was a mortal kombat fan and was like oh this is awesome
3: and i was like but it looks like ass like are you sure <laughs> like are you okay with this <laughs> i mean i guess like, you yeah. bring up a good point though that like they are they're they're playing to the strength that nintendo has always had that they have a player base of people who only own nintendo products you know like toby yep, exactly. toby only yeah. owns nintendo stuff so if he yeah, ever wants true. to experience these games he he only has that one avenue but I mean, uh, for people for people like me it's just like an avenue i don't need to travel exactly i mean um, the,
1: you, you mentioned travel uh, travel that's a good that's a good segue i mean the one thing about switch that i th- th- think um you know it's the it's the obvious thing but i about the same way the fact that it's portability i mean if you if you're if you're of the lifestyle that you love to game but are almost like never home because you're always like out. I mean, that's a, that's one reason I suppose you you would go for these versions nah. even if they're even if they're. I mean, nah. Like because that's
0: a, that's a, if you love to game, you will be home gaming. <laughs> you will not be out everywhere. You will be sitting on your brand new big ass TV playing this game at the best <laughs> and the best version that you can on your PS4 Pro or your Xbox One X.
1: I don't know. I hear I, I hear a lot of stories about people that commute often so that they want they they just really want to play these. Okay, the the biggest argument I would say would be for RPGs like The Witcher, because if you're like, if you have like a particularly busy life, and you can only really spend these times playing RPGs, like when you're on like a commute or something like that, that's that's a valid reason to like go into, I think RPGs work best on Switch, quite frankly, regardless of how they look, even if they're not the best looking, I think. RPGs uh, are a genre that fits well on handhelds, even if they don't always mm. look the best. I,
3: I agree with I you. and I, I see your point. My concern isn't so much how it looks, but how it runs. Yeah. The Witcher yeah. 3 is a big game with a lot of open space, and if it's riddled with load screens and low frames per second, it's just going to be a frustrating experience. Yeah. So that remains to be seen. If they're able the to DLC. optimize it. That too. Yeah, the DLC is yeah. some of the best ever made. So is it going to come on the game? Do people have to buy it? Separate. How is it going to work? How much space is it going to take up on your little stupid oh, SD It's going to take a whole yeah. bunch of space. Um, yeah. yeah. Like oh
0: my god. I already, uh, I already. Probably about it's
3: probably big, um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, the other thing I was excited about was No More Heroes three. Uh, yeah. It, it's been a long time since uh, No More Heroes two came out. I mean, it's it came out in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It's been like ten years. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. So I'm glad that they're that they're still you know. Looking to make a game as zany and stupid as that because I loved both of those games, uh, and I had zero interest in the what was the one that just came out? It was all like arcadey and yeah, top down and Again. Yeah, I, I didn't have any interest in that. I was like, no, just just give me another mainline title. So, but again, no gameplay footage. So it's like, okay, cool that you're making it, but you could have you could have told us that at any other point. You know, we didn't need like a CGI trailer for this. Um, cool that they're doing a Contra collection on Switch. I like Contra. Contra's a fun arcade game. Uh, I think that's cool. Uh, you mentioned the Panzer Dragoon thing. That looks cool. Astral Chain. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Thank you. I was like,
0: why has no yeah. one brought this game up yet? Like, Platinum Games, like, the tree... Ho- Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: well, I was very... The, it, again, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan, but about the only thing I really cared about from them was seeing footage of Bane at a 3. And I was really disappointed that I didn't get that, but Astral Chain looked really cool. Uh, it looks like a, another another really kooky hack and slash game from Platinum Games. It looks really interesting. Did uh, you can't wait watch to play it.
0: any of the Treehouse of com- that game footage, like combat of Astral Chain?
3: It looks I amazing. Did.
0: Oh I did look- my god, guys! The legions, the legions, really cool. the
1: legions look really cool. They remind me of stands from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I
0: was like, I don't know what's going on, but I can't wait to play it. It looks so complicated, but yeah, I'm it, have so much looked, fun. Uh,
3: super fun. Yeah, I'm very excited by that. That was kind of what I wanted more of was like, okay, what exclusives can I play on my Switch that look interesting that aren't just like more Nintendo titles? Because they, they kind of, they always ride the wave of like, here's your Mario, here's your Zelda, here's your Pokemon. And um, that wave is about which... to run out. What's that?
0: I said that wave is about to run out. I know we were waiting on what a Smash,
3: Animal Crossing, Pokemon, Mario, uh, Zelda. We got all five. Android Prime 4 was the other thing I, I was really hoping to see and we didn't. Um, so that was a bit, that was a bit of a bummer, but whatever, take your time, make it good. I mentioned that too, but then
0: they were all like, but Jarell, you know that they just said they restarted. And I was like, oh my God, okay, but I still want to hear about it.
3: Yeah. It's still, it'd be nice to have a little bit of an update. Like, is it coming anytime in the next five years? Sometimes you never know. Um, they did show Ultimate Alliance 3 stuff, which, um, the art style is not great. I'll say that. I I don't think it looks awesome from the art style perspective. Uh, Obviously, they can't make it look like the old games. That would be a little too... uh, It'd be too much. It'd be too much of a strain on the Switch hardware to try and, you know, run something photorealistic with four people. um, Which, you know, would be like, hmm, maybe they should have made this game on other consoles. I don't know. But um, it looks fun. It looks fun. They're adding a lot of heroes. It looks like it'll be a fun time. So, that's cool. Um, Yeah, it looks like
0: stupid fun. Like, hey, everybody, grab a switch controller that's bash around
3: yeah which is it's cool that's cool I'm, I'm glad for that I have a lot of friends with the switch a lot of friends that I know would just sit down and mess around in ultimate Alliance for a while hopefully their online infrastructure isn't so ass by the time I want to play online <laughs> with Good them. luck. you know that kind of matters a lot Nintendo like if I can't connect to people I can barely run a smash lobby on your best day like what makes you think I'm going to have like four people online huh. you know I'll wait connect, until runny, Banjo runny, Kazooie
0: comes out yeah you know.
3: Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a good segue there. We'll talk about uh, Smash a little bit. Um, I don't care about Banjo-Kazooie. Yes! I just don't. Uh, I, just don't. I, I mean, I played both of those games back in the day. I played Nuts and Bolts. I thought they're they great games. Like, you know, they're, they're fun. They, they have their place in gaming history. But why people care so much about Banjo being in Smash is just, like, beyond me. I don't get it. Like, it's not like he's this amazing character. It's a bear that goes, hoo huh? and a bird that goes, ha, ha, ha. that's what they do. You know, they shoot eggs and stuff and you platform like they're, they're not like the world's most amazingly creative characters ever. Like they you don't weep at the sight of Banjo and Kazooie because you remember this horrible backstory of a bear and a bird in his backpack. Like it's, it's just a, the platform guys. I don't know, but a lot of people care for some reason. A lot of people really go nuts for it. So I'm glad that, that they're doing it. I'm glad that there's um, more opportunity for Nintendo to cross over with Microsoft. Um, that's uh,
0: officially the best podcast ever because Sean gave me <laughs> both banjo and kazooie's fucking sounds.
3: I oh the sounds yeah dude I've been doing that forever. Ashley gets so mad at me. Always chase her around. <laughs> yeah, you said just <laughs> like him. Oh my god. <laughs> Wild. Uh, I
0: am, like, mind-blown. <laughs> He's hidden talent. Yeah, I like...
3: like I like doing video game voices. I just only do them fresh. Oh, that was
0: uh, great.
3: And then uh, the last thing here is Breath of the Wild, which, uh, again, you guys may or may not know. I'm not the biggest fan of that game for a lot of reasons, but, uh, you know, cool, cool. They're making a sequel. Uh, I like Zombie Ganon. Sweet. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, Zombie uh, Ganon. <laughs> I hope that they... This this is this, Okay, this is my thing. When Breath of the Wild came out, there was, like, zero people willing to look at the faults of that game and talk about them uh, at Thank all. you, Thank so you. Nintendo is just going to be like, we're perfect and we made the perfect experience, so all we have to do is expand upon that experience, right? Wrong. You need to fix the shit that was wrong with that game. Please. Like, please do not make the same experience again of the, the annoying-ass mechanics that made no sense and had, like, no reason to be in the game. Like, i really really hope that they you know at least look at some of the vocal minority that had issues with that game and try to expand upon it and make the sequel better i was Uh, one of those because that's that's like nintendo's biggest problem people are like unwilling to to like be mean to nintendo at the best of times and i think because of that sometimes they don't learn
0: so sean this is actually something that um are, are you finished
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. done. I'm
0: done with Nintendo. I'm being angry. <laughs> okay. So this is something that you and I actually agree on. Um, and that's also why I think that um, Square Enix was top for me over Nintendo. Um, just because of interest and because of kind of kind of uh, what you said about uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. I think that Nintendo just... like, And this is probably me, me being a little biased, but I think everyone was just like, Oh, Nintendo won E3. And I was like, they literally just do what they always do, which was show us games that we already knew were coming, but give us in-depth looks at them and we're just excited because we like those titles, which is great. Um, because it's better than Microsoft giving us shit that we don't care about. Um, but it's just not on the to me, it's not on the same caliber as like Square Enix um giving us like in depth looks at brand new things that you know we've never seen before. So that's why that's why I'm still I'm and I'm done with Square, I know. I'm I'm done with Square, I'm moving on to Nintendo, but that's just <laughs> that's just why well, it well, is better for
3: me. You and I have talked about this before uh, as far as how we feel about Nintendo and stuff, but I think when I look at a company like Square Enix and I see how much innovation mm-hmm. a- Yeah. In, yes, their, exactly. in their technology specifically um, how much how much further they're pushing even something that doesn't matter to most gamers like a you know like a pixel count of the kind of stuff that's on screen sparks flying things like that mm-hmm. there's so much that goes involved in these game developers trying to make the best experience they can and making it immersive because they're pushing their technology forward and when i see nintendo games i love the fact that they focus so much on a game being fun that's what makes nintendo great but at the same time I'll never not think that they're held back by the fact that the the switch can't do much it just can't Ugh. so you're not going to see these technological innovations you can see gameplay innovations you can see storytelling innovations but the gameplay innovations or I mean the the technological innovations just aren't going to be there so it's hard to get excited about certain titles
0: And that's actually a really good segue. I'm going to go off tangent a little bit and talk about Pokemon, which Christy brought up, because something that really upset me during this Direct is that uh, Pokemon Home is not going to allow us to bring all of our Pokemon over to Sword and Shield. Now, I understand... That, um, people, some people that I talked to were like, oh yeah, this is a great idea because, like, I don't want to have, like, to go against your fully bred Pokemon when I'm battling you. And I was like, guys, realize that that doesn't happen until, like, you know, a year or two after this game is out. Like, they don't usually allow us to get Pokemon from bank and transfer them until after everyone's had a chance to finish the game first. Secondly, it sucks that people who, like, like me, well, I didn't, but I have a shit ton of awesome ass Pokemon. And the fact that this game is, uh, uh, strictly based, on Galar Region Pokedex Pokemon sucks to me because um, if my favorites aren't there I, am, I become much less interested in a Pokemon game. Uh,
3: can, I, can I ask you real quick, is, is any of that have they explained is because of hardware limitations? So that's where I was going with this. Limitations? That's where I was
0: going with this. They were talking about how there's over 100 Pokemon and they want to, to do their best to make sure that all the animations are there and everything's fair and like basically it became a we don't have either the time or the uh ability to do it right now so you're not getting it now and uh i was like this is bullshit like (laughs) how about you just pokemon is not technologically advanced guys like it's it looks better than it always has but it's the same shit like it's pokemon switch and this is me talking uh also loving Pokemon. Um, this is coming from someone who is a huge Pokemon fan. It is not so technologically advanced that you cannot, you know, um, fix this. I don't know. Maybe th- they need more time. What? Go ahead, please.
2: I think that they're. When is Home being released? By the way,
0: I don't remember. I don't either.
2: I think that it's gonna be patched in. I think they're just saying it now so that way people are prepared.
0: <laughs> but I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I still don't understand. <laughs> Like, you're saying that they're saying it now and they're going to patch in all the other Pokemon later, right?
2: I think so. I think that the patch won't be ready by the time Pokemon Home launches.
1: Well, I know it won't be at the same time when Home launches because they they specifically said that only Galar Region Pokedex Pokemon can be transferred from Home. So I don't expect the entire catalog to be available as Home launches. If it happens, it'll happen like quite a bit later.
0: But my biggest oh, concern is just that it was basically a technological issue the way that they were making it sound. Yes. And mm-hmm. I just don't uh, like there's nothing there's nothing that I saw when looking at Pokémon that makes me think oh this is so technologically advanced there's no way I like pass on this Nintendo I completely understand like you no. No, there's nothing there. Literally in the treehouse video the when he's riding the bike there's literally clipping the bike is clipping in the ground. Like, the l- the bike is clipping in the ground. Like this is a thing, and I meant to take a screenshot of it. And I was like, this is, this is not like. Whatever, I'm done talking about Nintendo Pokemon. But I
1: think, but I think that, that that's uh, that supports the argument though of them not having it all the way. If there's still like stuff like clipping, or the fact that when Dynamax don't... Pokemon appear, they
0: just kind of appear. Then it's don't like, do. It... Yeah, I saw those too. Then don't do a an... don't do a yearly release. Like if it's if it's.
2: I think that is the reason why I think they're spread too thin between town and Pokemon. Which we didn't even see, by the oh. way. Mm.
1: Yeah, we didn't see town. Wow, that's true. I didn't so even let think me, about that. Let me uh,
3: read you guys something real quick. Uh, there's an interview on US Gamer where they're talking about this, and uh, they're they're asking them essentially, uh, why do you think it's important to have that limitation on where the Pokedex is? And they specifically say. Uh, There's going to be more added in these games, and now that we're on the Nintendo Switch, we're creating it with much higher fidelity and higher quality animation. Yes, that's... Pretty funny after what you just mentioned. That's what they said, yes. Um, And then right directly after that, they say we knew at some point we weren't going to be able to indefinitely keep supporting all of the Pokemon. Um, So that's kind of interesting. It kind of sounds like they... Are trying to hide the fact that they had limitations while saying that they had limitations.
0: Yes, that. Thank you, because that's that's exactly what I was thinking about. Because that was the quote that I was talking about.
3: I'm um, just like,
0: what? <laughs> like, fix it, fix it. And if you can't fix it, fix your console. I don't know. I'm just not okay. <laughs> like, I'm really not okay with the Switch. Like, I love my Switch, but I'm really not okay with the way that the Switch is right now. Like, the the tiny amount of memory that it comes with. You buy one game, it's completely done. Um, the issues with the dock, like, the the issues with the screen, the overheating. Like, there's way too many issues for this two-year-old console at this point. And now you're telling me that one of your biggest franchises, I'm going to have to suffer because, uh, you know, there are limitations that won't even allow me to have my favorite... Possibly won't even allow me to have my favorite Pokemon in this game that I only play because I like certain Pokemon. I am one of those people that only catches cute shit. And if there's no cute shit in this game, I am going <laughs> to be really mad. Like, I I literally did not finish the last game until Bank came out because I thought all the Pokemon were ugly. I literally had to wait until I could get cute Pokemon to finish that game. And that's what wait, took me a fucking year Wait, to Jerelle, it.
2: So, so you don't like the new Corgi Pokemon?
0: No, I don't, actually.
2: What? <laughs> I really
0: don't. The little yellow bullshit, I really don't. Or that little ugly ass, like demon shit, little pink demon <laughs> shit. I literally can't I could give a shit about either of them. <laughs> like I don't at all. I do like my little flower and I do love my little Wulu. Like I was like oh my god, they're doing it. Yes, Wulu. Um, but Wooloo. I am the type of person that if they, I love Pokemon, but if it's not there, I will not play that game. Like, I will literally sit on that game until Home comes out and I can actually enjoy it with Pokemon that I like, which is really annoying that these limitations are there because of the Switch. Anyway, how I feel about Nintendo. Um, uh, Starting with Smash, I don't give a shit about... um, Dragon, Dragon Quest? Quest. <laughs> yes. So I was like, uh, oh look, it's that Dragon Quest dude, okay. And then Banjo, I I'm, I, 100% agree with Sean, I loved Banjo-Kazooie as a game. Why people want him in Smash, I have absolutely no idea. Um, and I think what disappointed me the most about both of these is that to me, Joker from Persona 5 in Smash set the bar for me so high that... Everything I'm expecting from now on, especially with an E3 announcement, was, like, something better than Joker. Um, I had seen people clamoring for Banjo all over Twitter for, like, months. Uh, So when I saw him, it wasn't a surprise at all to me. I wasn't like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is so cool. I was like, oh, look, I saw this, like, three weeks ago. People have been begging for this. I'm sure they're going to be happy. And uh, it was nowhere near the, like, out-of-left-field announcement that Joker was. Like... And I think that's why I'm so disappointed because that was just… no one, had not a single person ever thought or said that Joker from Persona 5 was coming to Smash. Like no one, not a single person said that.
2: I think with Joker being part of Smash now, I think everyone is now open to the idea that anything is possible. So even if they did announce a random character, everybody would be like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense after Joker. So.
0: yeah, I agree with that. But Joker set my my bar so high that when I saw like for for at least a month people have been saying Banjo and Smash. So to me, that was just kind of like a and I know that it's not this, but it to me became just like a fan service. Oh, here you go as opposed to a this is like a mind-blowing Joker announcement. This was just like, "Oh yeah, everybody wants Banjo. Here you go." So I reminds
2: me. You know that we haven't seen anything about like the Persona 5 Scramble game at E3. At
3: all. That's true.
2: I was hoping to hear more about it.
3: Why are there so many different persona titled games?
2: Hey, They're just like hey, buddy. It, you
3: guys say these names and I'm just like, what what is that one? Is that one a dancing game? I don't no, know. No, the
0: dancing <laughs> games are so good. Persona Scramble is just <laughs>
3: unnecessary though. It's a Musou game. Nobody cares. Like don't even buy
0: it. It's like just ignore <laughs> it. it does not exist. Persona 5S does not exist. Um, so Smash was just like, wow, that sucks for me. Like, it wasn't- I was still excited, like, don't get me wrong, I was excited for for Banjo. Like, I was excited because other people were excited. Um, I guess, like, I was just thrown into the excitement and hype of Banjo and Smash. Um, but I don't even know that I would buy the, the season pass at this point. Like I don't even know that I'm gonna buy both of them. Maybe I will just because like if we play tournaments or some shit and I have friends over, but whatever. That's Smash for me. Um, Resident Evil 5 was one of the first Resident Evil games I played, so it was really funny that it was coming to Switch. It looked so bad with the two small screens on the already (laughs) small Switch screen. I was like, why would anyone... I don't know if you guys saw the screenshot. It literally is two small squares on the already tiny handheld square that is the Switch. I didn't see like, it. Like
3: split screen? Yeah. Yes, the is split that what screen. It was? it was. Oh my hot. god! It,
0: please go look it up if you get the chance. I was like, why would anyone do this? This is just bad. Three Houses looks amazing. I'm super excited for Three yes. Houses. Um, Link's Awakening is super cute. Not going to play it. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Don't care about Luigi <laughs> not playing it. Um, Damon X Machina. No, I did not like have this. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I can't
1: i have this <laughs> like uh, that one i was like you're talking like that shit on tito that one i will not stand for. i
0: don't <laughs> give a shit about no. luigi's mansion i'm no. so sorry um i've never I played have, luigi's I, mansion. I, I, have, I have a mission jerome i have a mission But keep going, keep going i love the dark crystal as a movie i was like why are they making this a game i i whatever who cares i was like all right cool whatever don't care about child's Mana. don't care about collection of mana don't give a shit about the witcher 3 i didn't play it. i'm not interested in playing it at all i've heard it's great don't really care not my thing nobody gives a shit about resident evil 5 or 6 coming to switch it's gonna look super bad um i've only heard bad things about the last no more heroes game so i decided i don't care about no more heroes 3 contra cool also don't care demonix machina don't give a fuck panzer dragoon i had no idea what it was apparently it's a really great game but once again i had no idea what it was it like to me it looked sorry sean but it looked really bad on switch like what i was seeing i was like this game looks really really bad what name is old I know an old and it looks like it was old. it's like a
3: Dreamcast game so
0: I heard and I was like well yeah I can totally tell look at it uh, <laughs> sorry I feel so bad
3: I'm just shitting on everything.
0: Uh, Pokemon, um, I thought was super cute. I'm so excited for um, open world stuff. I'm so excited for being able to play battle raids in Pokemon. Like, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then they just ruined my dreams with all their bullshit about how they can't even handle the shit because of their hardware issues. Astral Chain is like the only thing that I was like, oh my god, Astral Chain. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, fucking Platinum Games is making another game that's just gonna like blow me away. Um, I am an Animal Crossing fan. I will be picking Weed's and pulling apples and selling all my shit to Tom Nook. Like, that's me. So, Sean. I want Ruby
2: on my island. <laughs> yes! Yes! Please! I'm just mine, too. Um,
0: uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance, I was like, whatever, maybe I'll pick it up. And that was... Breath of the Wild, I also had problems with the first one, so I didn't even finish it. Um, I, I've i been a little interested when everyone's talking about that it's more like Majora's Mask and that it's going to be darker, and hopefully, maybe we get to play Zelda because I'm totally down. Um, it, it will I be something.
2: I love her hairstyle. It's so cute. It's
0: super cute. It'll be something that I look into, I think, um, but another one that I'm not like, oh my god, this is great. So that was Nintendo for me. It was just a bunch of stuff that I already knew about that I wasn't excited about shown to me again. And not making me excited. So Square wins. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, because we're running a, a little bit over time, um, really quick, tell me, which, which conference was your favorite and why? In the same order. Brandon, you first.
1: Yeah, Nintendo was definitely still still my favorite by far. It's just, it's just a matter of pre- preference and taste. A lot of that stuff I did absolutely care about that I was um, going through. I won't say I cared about every last thing that was there. But there was enough there that I was that I was like reasonably excited as I was doing my note taking and also the fact and I did love the pacing of it. I really did. It was so rapid fire that it was very difficult for me to like keep track of like the notes of everything that was going on. I definitely appreciate when they slowed down a little bit, but like, but that's just for my personal because I was working, but I
0: love the pace. A lot of stuff I, a lot of stuff I cared about. Sorry, really quick, I, and I know so, I, I shouldn't be asking questions, but like, how is the pa- how, how how what did you like about the pacing of Nintendo? Like, was it just that it was like game after game after game? Because yes, that absolutely
1: was... it was game after game after
0: game. But that was also at Microsoft. The... So what's the difference?
1: The difference is, well, besides the fact that with Microsoft. The Microsoft has a lot of like slow periods too though. It's like it's 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 very similar. It's very comparable because it was like game after game after game. But the difference is Microsoft's pace is a little bit slower because they do the world premiere like exclusive and whatever and then they'll have someone come up on stage and talk about it. And then you, there's 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 just a little downtime. There's like a little fat that can be trimmed. is basically what I'm getting at. With, with Nintendo, it's kind of moving a little. It's kind of flowing a little more. There's more like trailers going on and stuff like that. Also, there's more stuff. I and again, this is personal preference, but there's just more stuff I cared about. So that okay. was a different, that was that was another thing as well. But yeah, I like how it started. You know. A lot of people are watching. A lot of people care about Smash, so they made sure to start with a character. And kudos to them for not ending with a character. They could, for a lot of people I know, Banjo would have been a great ending to it. But I'm glad that they ended it by showing the Breath of the Wild sequel as opposed to yeah. just ending it with Banjo. I agree. I so definitely a good choice of start and a good choice to end and all the stuff in between. Just a, just a lot of writing. So Nintendo's my favorite.
0: Also, i to really quick. Addendum: I was actually surprised that they gave us two Smash reveals in this uh, direct. You were? Yeah. I'm not su- Well, I, I am, and I'm I, I am,
1: and I'm not because again, I mentioned it before, but Dragon Quest is huge in Japan, so that announcement was very much for them. Okay, mostly but we I'm- didn't
0: know. Th- that's the
1: thing: we didn't know we were going to get two we sure no we didn't well, we wait, well didn't.
2: it was hinted i mean when brandon gray and i we spoke about it and somebody they tweeted to nintendo and nintendo they're like oh yeah we're work we're currently working our new two, our new two smash characters mm, okay,
0: yeah,
1: okay that's true and then you know those those starting with that and then banjo which more people in the west care about and then yeah i I felt it was a nice it was a nice balance because if they had just done one or the other, I feel like there's there's a group of people who would complain I feel like having two um two, with two very opposite sides of the spectrum, I think it's a good balance, obviously yeah. one's coming out way sooner than the other, but that's neither here nor there
0: And what was it summer and fall
1: yes summer which
0: like and- both of those are really close so yeah, for real.
1: So that means, Good you know them. what that means, right? That means that the fourth one's gonna come out in winter, and then the final one is gonna come out, I think, like spring twenty twenty.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, Chrissy. Same question.
2: I don't know. It's a toss up between Square and Nintendo. I love. I don't know. I just love the energy of Square that you can get from a live audience when it's done right. Yes. But I like Nintendo's because. They had the games I kind of cared about, like what was it? They had the Smash DLC. They start off with the Luigi's Mansion, then after that, Animal Crossing ended it with a Banjo Kazooie plus um, an announcement saying that they're doing a sequel for Breath of the Wild.
0: And Nintendo gave us a bunch of games that are coming out this year.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of
0: 2019 titles. Yeah, got to give him props for that. A lot of things that are coming out this year. So thank you, Nintendo, for that. And
2: on top of that, they gave us more information about Fireball and Three Houses.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: Which is, Which I'm next, super excited. Yeah. I mean, next month, my birthday month, yeah.
2: And then now I don't even know which house I'm going to choose because I'm like, what the heck happened to Dimitri?
0: I know. I thought I knew. And he was like, kill everyone. I was like, oh, shit. And I got to pick him. I was like, <laughs> <"Whoa!"> <laughs> this is awesome. Let's kill everybody. <laughs> whoops
1: I'm Uh, still sticking to my boy Claude but you know that's just me I Uh, I don't
2: know so my question is that if you will the ending be the same if you choose whichever house I
4: don't
0: don't know know. I guess we'll find out
2: or are they going to be doing something similar to Fates where it's like oh yeah if you complete all three you get an extra chapter or something?
0: I think think it's going to be I I honestly think it's going to be that yeah at least it's one title this time though I know oh please everybody's gonna go buy both pokemons because they're ridiculous they offer that pack they realize people are crazy so they offer that there i'm not crazy though i'm
1: just getting sore and
0: men calling. don't it understand why people buy both but okay i'm
2: not gonna say anything <laughs> uh, okay sorry um sean what about you
3: uh <laughs> i mean obviously square for me that was yes! the only thing that, that really <laughs> truly excited me yeah. throughout e3 i mean and, and we, we kind of already talked about this a little bit but i i think e3 as a convention to me doesn't really make any sense anymore i don't i don't see why sony or nintendo or ubisoft or activision or microsoft or any of these companies should rent conference space to to have an audience react to trailers I just don't see why it's necessary anymore. They really, honestly, I think that the best of both worlds, like, cause look at, the, you know, whoever runs E3, they decided to open it to, you know, random people to the public so that they can make money off of thousand dollar tickets to go. And, um, having been there, it's a nightmare. It's just, it's just a nightmare of human beings. There's just too many people everywhere. And if it, it feels like you're at a comic convention or something, it's just too much. Trying to play anything sucks. Um, so, I mean, the only, the only real benefit I see from, you know, Microsoft having this big conference or whatever is that they have something fun to stream. But I, I don't see why they need to rent a space in L.A. to do it. Um, so I think moving forward, it would make a lot more sense to me if most companies just kind of did what EA did or even Nintendo, where they just do like a direct presentation, essentially. Uh, and then if you want to go to the show floor and play games, then they can rent space there and you can go play games. Um, but I do think that as a format, E3 needs to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with more and more companies like Sony is looking at this and going like, what What's the point? Yeah. What's the point of them actually being there and spending money on a violinist or a dude to play the flute before they show ghosts of Tsushima footage? You know, that like, dude was awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's cool, but it's but it's but, unnecessary. Yeah. yeah of it, it just doesn't need to be there. You know, and and I, the stuff that they do, I think they probably looked at that and they're like, whatever, we can just do. And they again, like Christy said earlier, everybody's copying Nintendo now with the directs. Microsoft does it uh ea's doing it um sony does it now too where that that was where we got the last ff7 trailer before uh the orchestra trailer so i'd be really interested to see more companies just do that just just announce stuff like you don't need some big you know you don't need a lego forza car to announce a video game or, or your dlc for it or whatever
0: uh oh my god oh uh, so yeah That's stupid i if
3: uh, e3 in general this year was pretty weak in my opinion but uh You know, that that could be said for a lot of different factors or reasons. Square was the only time I really got heavily excited because when i sit down and think about it, I I can't think of all that many games that I didn't know about ahead of time. That, uh, like you said, there weren't really a lot of huge surprises. Yeah. You know, Uh, there wasn't really anything that was like, yeah, I can't wait to play this game I didn't know anything about before I saw the E3 trailer or gameplay or whatever. Um, Even uh, even Nintendo, who did have a great presentation, most of the stuff they talked about was stuff you already knew. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I already had some idea about so it's it's becoming less and less important for you to sit down and watch these E3 presentations when most of the stuff they're announcing just kind of feels like okay well we have to pad out these run times to make it feel like we had a real presentation you can literally uh, go
0: watch all the trailers after and just say you have the experience
3: right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. and they're all CGI trailers mostly so <laughs> not even gonna yeah, push it true. so there you go um, well uh, to end it on a more positive note I love E3 <laughs> 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 um, I do um, I, I love the hype I love the excitement um, I, 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 I having said that I still do agree with Sean that we probably don't need the pomp and circumstance but I still love it um, I love watching you know Sony pull out bullshit with some amazing ass orchestra for no reason because why not? <laughs> like we've got the money, why not? Um, and as I've already expressed for far too long, um, I think going forward, everyone needs to take a page for it. even Nintendo, I think that Nintendo needs to look at what Square Enix does, and um, you know, I love the directs, but I, I really wish they were more personable, because um, mm-hmm. they're very much like um they're they're just like monotone, like, here's a it's, trailer.
2: It's now formula.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Nintendo did, uh, was very successful this year. I think screenings was very successful this year. I think Microsoft did what they always do. I don't know what the fuck Devolver does, so <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, PC gaming show, I heard, is getting better, but okay. Uh, Ubisoft was, was completely a, there unnecessary. There
2: wasn't problem, I'll, I'll say. Bethesda was... Yikes.
0: Bethesda was unnecessary. Ubisoft <laughs> <Yikes>. was unnecessary. <laughs> EA Play was uh, a great way to start what should have been. Honestly, I agree with Sean. Alright, whatever. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> just, just, um. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Uh, bye everyone.
3: Bye. bye.
1: Have, have a good night everyone.